Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, September 11th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part three of the multi part C5 space. Be careful what you say. You never know who is listening. Let's take a fucking listen. Yeah, have you heard his suggestions for the update on the original Doge chain? I, it was, it was uh, pretty funny. I think he posted on Twitter so you could search it up, but oh, it was you, uh, quite comical. Did he say something funny or what? Yeah, like this, this, the, he didn't understand like tokenomics or chain specifications. So he said that they're going to perform an update for 2.0, I think, uh, proof of stake mechanism and all these other mechanics for, for a token release. And, and I, I don't think he actually read the, the Doge chain like tokenomics to, to begin with. Uh, you, I, I think you could tell with his original statement. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's like just really, really smart about it and he's just trolling and just fucking around with everybody or if he, yeah, like, I think it's a troll thing. I think it's total troll. Cause then he'll like, he'll, he'll hashtag some shit coin, like Floki Inu something and it goes skyrocketing. And then he, you know, does something the next day and then other. So I think it's just a troll. I think he just gets a good kick out of it. You know, he's like, I could either make people millions of dollars or, you know, destroy their lives. I don't know. Maybe he's kind of sick. Who who knows? Like whatever. Uh, yeah, you know. I, think he's just, I think he's just funny. I think he's, uh, He's also had interesting experiences with like people, um, like for example, shorting Tesla. For example, so you know, like you know, he, I think he, he has takes kind of that experience and applies it there. Well, you know, he yeah, he he kind of has had experience with like uh, you know actors in the financial space, basically trying to short his company, where he's trying to bring like value to shareholders and whatever, right? With tons of stuff he's doing. So obviously he doesn't like it either when probably his stock goes up and then, you know, people buy the stock and then, you know, like market, you know, makers and stuff and, and, and shorters and everything come in here with massive hedge fund money and cause the price of the thing to drop and like irritate all his shareholders. Right. It's kind of like, um, I don't, I think, so what he does is he'll sort of do things that will like randomly, like, um, you know, like he was trying to like, pump tesla so that he could cause the sh the short sellers to get wrecked so yeah he's kind of like <laughs> so he, I, I, some of that is just him playing around with these people that like like to gamble in financial markets and just sort of mess around and i don't know it, yeah it's I don't, some of it is like i think genuinely he doesn't really care or get the full blockchain crypto thing on the other hand there are things about it he does get but he's just playing around um, i guess kudos to him then holy shit i didn't think yeah, of it that way it's some mixture of the two, but he definitely has made comments that are very specific to make markets move on purpose I and wreck short sellers. I think if, I mean, we all know Elon is what Elon is, but I think if he was really serious about doing something in the crypto space, he would have that team of advisors, you know, regardless of, again, what we think of who Elon is to say, hey, you know, this is what the situation is. And then actually put some thought into everything versus just saying, you know, yeah. little stupid statements on Twitter or SNL or some shit like that. And people yeah, go, oh, no, Elon's going to. 
Bob, he's he's definitely not that serious about it. Like you can <laughs> tell the difference between like a like a hardcore Bitcoiner or crypto person and what they right. say about it and what because he has a lot of money, right? So if he wanted to, um, like like say for example, he, if we could get uh, Elon to create a Cosmos chain for Tesla, for example, he could easily do it. It, it right. would take no time at all, right? So it's like. Uh, like, yeah, if he really wanted to sort of like get into this in some deeper way, he could do it. But he's already busy with so much shit. I don't think he's going to want to mess with it. I mean, Tesla in itself, people you know, associate it with just the car company, but it's definitely not. It's a tech company and just the innovation that's to come in the future. You know, regardless of what you feel about the car is going to be, you know, out of this world. So his hands are tied. Well, maybe there's some yeah, innovation the with the crypto. The self-landing rockets are a great example. I mean, that like think about how many billions went into NASA's development of that like flying brick. That was literally because I used to uh, I went to a school program that was like actually in Eastern Florida State, so they uh, had some working with NASA directly. And literally, people would refer to that shit. It was not aerodynamic. It was just literally brute force out of the atmosphere. And then he kind of changed that with more aerodynamic systems that are reusable to another extent because the other things were reusable, but to, everything's technically reusable, you know, but to what extent is the, do you qualify that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think the, the post I retweeted today of Elon's regarding SpaceX is I think the, the Falcons um, like, um, like re entry system, it's like the 14th time it's landed now. Which is amazing, right? Like that's just crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. that's ludicrous. The amount of money that's saved. Yeah. So like, so yeah, he he's clearly busy doing things all the time, and he, like I can imagine, like it's funny, like many of us in like fairly technical careers, like are like finding trying to have hard time, like and be finding some time for ourselves or you know whatever. Uh, but you just imagine, like here you are, like trying to figure out what's going on at Tesla at SpaceX. Good God, I mean. Like clearly, those systems probably run themselves largely. I, he probably set them up in such a way that he found people that could to run most of those things where he doesn't have to be doing all the work himself. But um, yeah, he he's had his time spent on like sleeping on the factory floor at Tesla and all that stuff. Um, yeah, like hardcore founders who really care about their companies, um, they really they really dig in hard. Like so, like whatever he's accomplished, most of us aren't going to accomplish in a hundred lifetimes. It's impressive what he's done. Uh, super, well, it's super also, amazing. It's also like the way he can really get people inspired and work together too. That's a big factor. I think people, uh, cause they attribute it all towards him, but he also is, he really brings uh, a lot of funding to a lot of the projects really inspires a bunch of people to really push themselves and kind of produce something that's new. So it's a, it's a, a movement more so as well. Yeah. He's a bit of a, he's a bit of a Barnum and Bailey kind of thing, right? Circus master, right? Like he's very similar to Steve jobs in that way. Um, you know, like it, some of it is just set setting really, really big visions like, oh, we're going to Mars or we're going to Venus or some shit. Right. Like you set really big, big visions and like, you know, hope that you can bring in all the dreamers, all the people who are like, oh, my God, like nobody else is doing this. I'm going to go work there. Maybe there's a chance, you know, like the people that are really, really technical, but are dreamers, um, like attracting those people is actually quite difficult. Um, and also remember, there's like risk taking involved. Right. It's like if I'm a, if I'm a rocket designer or something like that, and, and I'm going to throw in my, with my, you know, see how it goes with SpaceX, right? Like th th that's not a job that's guaranteed necessarily, uh, especially early days of SpaceX. But like, uh, yeah, if you guys haven't seen the, like even the Netflix special he did where they did kind of a, or I don't know if he did it or somebody did it now where they did kind of the history of SpaceX and how they kind of 
got to their rocket launches. It's really, really good. Like, like it's, it's like, Oh my God, it's like a pretty much a miracle of nature that he made it right. Like, like, uh, you know, he got through all his failures, all the sleepless nights, didn't have a stroke, <laughs> like whatever he's accomplished. Uh, it's like most of us probably would like lose our shit. Um, after the first crash of the first rocket, actually, most of us would simply not build the first rocket about crashing the first one. Like we would not have even built one to crash. That's the reality. And, uh, it's, it's still very impressive what he accomplishes. Well, how many did he build out of pocket? Because remember there's a whole series of, there's a whole, uh, time span where he was just building them from his own pocket. So when they blew up, it was literally yeah. his money going up in flames. Not yeah, I think like the first, I think the first three, um, the free the first three um were actually from his paypal money so he made money off paypal or whatever he cashed out of there um he stopped working at the or being at that company and he he was using his own money i think he mentioned like the third rocket i think was the one that made it or the fourth but yeah like, the final were, one was his last amount if that one failed yeah, it would have been it, it. it was like, like i'm out of money <laughs> like you know yeah i'm not sure anyone's gonna fund this which i actually find super interesting that like you know, it's actually kind of interesting that he did not get more support from like, you know, big tech players. There's plenty of wealthy, um, you know, uh, uh, tech people out there, whether it was the, you know, I don't know, the Bill Gateses or whoever the world, right? Like so many different people could have actually uh, supported with serious money that didn't. Yeah, which but is the, actually the very interesting. over. So. Yeah, now it's easy to say, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to go invest in SpaceX or whatever. I'm going to buy their stock. But, like, um, for people to have, like, used any serious amounts of money um, in that Silicon Valley space, which uh, he was in, like, he didn't get as many, like, you know, he did actually start a lot of this out with his own money. And, um, you know, most of us, I think, thought either both with Tesla and with SpaceX, this guy's fucking crazy. Like, what are you going to, like, how are you going to get into the American the rocket system thing like you know like like what are you going to compete compete with boeing or are you going to compete with lockheed martin i mean who who goes into a business thinking they're going to compete with those kinds of giants right so i i think it's amazing just like um the balls on the guy to go go after it and do all that stuff really really amazing it's kind of like a national treasure in a sense very interesting guy but yeah, I got like yeah. I think uh, who doesn't have a man crush on? I made a on uh, Elon. I made a joke in another community that I'm in, but I think it might actually. You know, I don't know how serious it might go, but I could definitely see Elon being like, and I use air quotes, the savior of the people, and eventually, you know, shooting for some sort of political office. I'm not saying today. I'm not saying tomorrow, but somewhere down the line, being like, I freed the people from, you know, the big bad government. You know come vote for me type shit i don't know i don't know the government's not that easy to to deal with like that's a totally different animal like i don't think he'd enjoy it honestly i think from what i'm what i've seen of governments governments and governance it's not an easy thing to do but it's a very different skill set it's not an engineering mindset you have to have you have to have like this you have to be a real political animal to survive in that environment and um yeah i think he'd have the credibility to be elected so if he start if he ran you know, for fuck's sake, like he's going to, he would make it for president almost surely compared to the options we have now. Holy shit. Like that'd be right. a given, but like, would he do a good job there? I don't know. I, 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 well, if, if you can have the country run with Joe Biden running, I'm sure the sure as fuck Elon Musk could do just fine. Like, cause clearly you don't have to know a fucking thing, right? Like that's what we know. So, uh, you know, so it's really kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I actually find it kind of interesting how like on the one hand, like uh, in American politics, the left kind of um, 
you know, they basically like made fun of Donald Trump for the whole time he was there. And then the best that we, you know, that the Democrats could come up with was Joe Biden. I mean, holy fucking shit. Like, how can you go? Like, I just don't understand it. Like, in other words, of all of the supposed like hyper intellectual leftists or whatever that are out there, you couldn't get like one person better than Joe Biden and whatever Kamala Harris or the fuck. These people have no idea what they're doing, right? They couldn't handle like, they couldn't handle a fucking debate about anything. Like, like, it's just ridiculous. I don't know where that came from. So it's like, it's like, uh, it's like American politics has been just a complete and total joke. Um, like in this regard, it's just super hilarious. So yeah, we could, we could do a lot. We couldn't do any worse with the Elon Musk. That's for fuck sure. <laughs> like, I know that for a fact. So we'll see who knows what happens. What's your take, Addy, on the the uh, the state um, of why we have crazy politicians? I think that, like, so the establishment left, I think, is super different than what the populist left wants. Um, whereas, like, when you look at the establishment right, certainly not saying that it's the same as the populist right, but I think the right in general is, like, much more aligned and does a much better job of sort of, like... Um, going after their shared interests and the left just doesn't do that. So that's how you end up with like idiots like Biden, you know, as like the nominee. And then it's sort of like everyone will just has to like fall in line behind that when, yeah, I just think that the establishment left doesn't actually have um, like their, the people that support their party, like their goals in mind. And that's how you end up with like somebody that just like maybe should be in like a nursing home or something like yeah, I have this I have this theory that like um, it's like uh, I think it's just really hard to go into politics. It's just so annoying, like to do like anyone that's rational wouldn't want to go into it because between the media and the rabid public and all the other bullshit. Right. It um, it's it's very hard to obviously please everybody. That's impossible. But um, the amount of sort of like vitriol directed at you is not just you, but your family. Um, the, the number of people that would be involved with getting their life screwed over if um, someone with any rationality ran is very hard, I think, for um, like a like, in other words, today you would not get a Thomas Jefferson running for fucking president. Right. Like, I mean, like, go back and read, like, go pull up like maybe a page of what he wrote. And you tell me we've had a president with that capability in, in any recent years. Like, there's just remember the. The Kavanaugh uh, thing when he was going up for some position. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was he ludicrous. Me. Me. For the yeah, the whole Supreme Court thing. Yeah, this is insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was didn't that kick off me too? I think literally. I don't know, but I thought it was right hilarious there, that his response was, "I've kept my calendar since I was 18 years old." First of all, <laughs> like that's that's fucking nuts. So he is kind of crazy for that type. Like what what? Exactly. That's that's a true what the fuck kind of thing. Um, yeah, he he uh, he actually. Um, uh, yeah, he, I mean, the guy like coaches like his like 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 local women's basketball teams and stuff like that. And every woman he's ever met and every like lawyer he's ever like like brought up who's a woman have all said the guy is like fantastic. And like there's like no amount of credibility, in other words, that that keeps the rabid fucking media and like weirdos off your back. Right. Actually, um, we sort of understand this in our family because my wife's um, like 
not her direct grandfather, but like her grandfather's, um, or well, no, actually it's her, her, anyway, whatever her uncle sort of, uh, is actually, um, no, it's her uncle is the, uh, she was the chief justice of the Supreme court of India until last week who just stepped down because he, um, like he retired because they have like a 10 year age. Once you get to a certain age, you have to step down. Um, unlike uh, what we have here where we have like, you know, I don't know, Biden must be like infinity years old or something. Um, anyway, so he, <laughs> so, but like the kind of like media reporting and chaos that happens, um, is really remarkable. And, and he happens to be the, 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 the uh, fortunately, like in our family situation, he happens to be a super, super like stand up guy. And he was actually the youngest, um, elected Supreme Court justice in the history of India. And so he had the longest tenure as a result of that, um, chief justice of the Supreme Court actually. And, um, it's very interesting. My, my mother-in-law actually went to his like retirement party or something like a couple of weeks ago. And, um, yeah, it's very, very interesting. But yeah, if you, if you kind of see what political types have to deal with, um, it's truly remarkable. Like, like, but anytime, like, uh, I have gone to India with my wife, it's funny. Cause like he, he's been, um, like a, whatever you call it, federal judge type of thing for a long time. And, uh, no matter where we go, like, it's like, we show up at an airport, like, you know, like customs doesn't bother us. Like, it's like, we get the little VIP thing going, like, you know, they, they kind of, sh you know, shuttle us through, uh, like tourist places quicker all that kind of shit, right? Like there's something in India, like if you have like family connections to these things, like for some reason there's like a, like you, you kind of like, they get you through the line quicker or whatever. Like it, there's like, uh, like tourist places and other places like temples and things like that. Like there's like a, a government connection with that. Like, so we like, Maybe. we usually, what's that? Maybe you can find a PLC with Twitter of India and a free coach. A free coach with <laughs> yeah, I get a I'm call the uh, Supreme Court Justice of India to call Twitter. That'd be funny. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> but the thing is, like, it's funny. Like, you would think that, right? You like, oh, you could call so and so, and like, the thing is, like, the people who are really, really, um, like, honest people, right? Who are credible. Like, it would. It's almost insulting to ask them to do shit like that for you, right? It's like you, you wouldn't like approach these people to give you like some kind of favor or something if you actually respected them which is uh interesting so yeah it's the type of people like fortunately uh there was no controversy in in the there was no extreme controversy in the case of my wife's uh, uh family and such but it's funny like she has a picture with like the prime minister of india and the like and then her uncle or whatever like it's a pretty cool shot like and then the chief minister of her state like so it's like it's like the Indian political types would be like, uh, like, you know, people that love that kind of shit would be really all over something like that. Like a picture with like, it'd be like getting a picture with like the chief justice of the Supreme court and the president and like all, and like the governor of your state all at once. Right. That's kind of a fun little thing, but yeah, actually another funny thing was like, um, the, I used to, um, uh, the elementary school I used to go to, um, the the um i don't know if you guys know who sandra day o'connor was the the supreme the, it's the liberal supreme court justice her sister actually was the um was a uh principal of the, uh, one of the schools in elementary school i used to go to which is kind of fun so like when we went we did a dc trip when we were kids like i think sixth grade or something uh we actually got to go there and like meet the 
the chief, you know, the, the justice and like got to sit in on the Supreme court justice stuff and the Supreme court and everything to like watch a case or something. It was boring as fuck, but it was like at that age, but it was, uh, it was an interesting experience. Like, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've definitely had my share of like dealings with various political types. Uh, not, not just like that, but even as an adult doing like, um, different medical things and whatnot. So <laughs> it's, it's an interesting crowd. I think it's really interesting. Like, um, somebody that I'm somebody that I know from college that we like dated in the past, he is one of those types where it's like, you just know that he's going to end up like in office. It's just kind of like, uh, sort of like, I don't know, one of those things that just seems inevitable. And when you talk to those type of people, like in America about like, that know for sure that they want to end up in politics. They have this really interesting sort of like way that they think about life. Like we were talking the other day and I, he's um, in law school right now, which is another like, you know, like typical, like go to law school and then you're going to end up in politics. But, um, and they think about life in such an interesting way. Like when he was talking about where he'll move after law school, he was like, yeah, you know, based on like his political, uh, like, you know, how he aligns himself. He's like, well, I'll definitely have to move to like a purple state, but because, you know, like I'm pretty metropolitan, I grew up in cities. Like I I couldn't go to like Ohio. Like I'd have to go more somewhere like on the East coast, like probably Virginia. And it's so interesting because I think like most people don't think about their life that way. Um, and I don't know, it's just, Oh, if he wants to go into politics, you mean, or yeah, like I was asking him, I was like, okay, like what's next? Like when you graduate law school, like, where do you look for a job based on, you know, the timeline of when you want to like, you know, probably run for Congress. And he was like, yeah, I would need to go somewhere in a purple state because that's like where I'd be most likely to be successful. Um, you know, he's, he's like a Republican, but it's just so strange because like, you know, where pretty similar in age like he's a couple years older than me but I certainly like I'm not thinking about my life in that way like you know here's where I would have to go to like you know whatever I'm just thinking about it like here's where I am now and you know maybe in a couple years I'll go somewhere else but yeah it's very it's very interesting but I also think that in a way like with the way that American politics are today I think that you almost want somebody that like wants has always like wanted to do something like this as opposed to somebody that's like oh, like maybe, you know, this would be like a good thing to try. Because I think you have a lot of people in office now that are just like not there for the right reasons and don't actually have any like, you know, like you, I think you want somebody that it's a weird has problem, a lot of though. drive. It's like people that have a drive for power are exactly the same people that people say they don't want to have there. On the other hand, only the people that are willing to develop that specific skill set can win in politics, right? Mm-hmm. So like imagine if you have someone that's really like, good at science, right? Like, uh, I don't know, maybe they have a good biology background or something. They might have a role to play in like, say, for example, legislation or something that has to do with biology, right? Or science in general. But a lot of times what happens is, is that you have, you do have like, I think like 70 or 80% of people in American politics were like lawyers or ex-lawyers or something like that. They went to law school, which I think uh, creates a really, really like tunnel vision sort of behavior among Washington elite type people. Um, so I, I'm but kind also of creates a semantic environment where everything's all semantics. Yes, exactly. It's all legalese. And it's like, like they think of it, they, they see the world from the eyes of a lawyer 
as opposed to from the eyes of like any number of other possible things like like remember like president reagan i think was an actor for example and um so like that has a certain sort of like thing to it and then like yeah it, it depends on where your background is you tend to have you see the maybe world through a slightly different set of um sort of lenses or you know you can like rose colored glasses you, you have like a certain filter you sort of look at the world through so if you're an engineer you see it one way if you um if you're a political type animal you see it a different way if you're a lawyer etc so it's yeah I, I think we do have a lack of like uh ideologic diversity in american politics i think there's too many lawyers there and not enough other people if you had if you ask me but the thing is like how do you attract those other people to go to politics right like someone with an engineering mentality like grover over here he probably is not that interested in going to politics it's just not his thing yeah, I think that almost like the like law degree thing, it almost sort of seems like a barrier to entry to politics at this point. Like if you look at anyone that's, you know, really successful in politics, like look at where they all have their degrees from. Like it's so like it's just an elite institution. And I don't think that like I don't really foresee that changing, but it's weird because it's almost like are you. Yeah, like like what's the reason that you're you know, going into it, is it because you're surrounded by people that have like this like-mindedness or is it more like, okay, this is sort of like, these are the steps you take to get there or yeah, there's definitely like less, you know, you don't see people like, like there's, um, there's also the problem that even if you go there for the right reasons, um, like think about like what happens to people that go into acting and they get really successful and they kind of lose themselves or act stupid afterwards. Um, same thing happens when you have such a massive change in where you came from versus the kind of environment you're in. It changes you uh, constantly. It, it, like, there's no such thing as not changing, number one. Everyone's changing. Everything you see here, smell, taste, whatever, you, it changes you. you it, it modifies your future decisions and everything. But when you're in that kind of environment where like everyone's coming to beg you for something you're having to make promises to everybody that you may not be able to keep. Um, like you, you know, whatever vision that you have, um, can tends to get tainted because like in politics, the thing is like, you have to compromise between other people. You might like this, this, and this, but you don't like that, that, and that, but you're not going to get anything done if you only get your way. So during those compromises, um, which you have to make, it ultimately, um, the, the pure the pure ideologue or whatever or visionary is going to find that they have to compromise on portions of their vision because their vision is not the same as other people's vision. It's just how like democracy and like everything works. But at the same time, it sort of semi corrupts you in a sense. Like it it makes you sort of question your own values. It makes you um, make compromises that are not don't sit well with you necessarily. Um, so yeah, it's a weird sort of like lying to yourself you have to do to be a politician. That is the reason why it seems like all politicians are liars or whatever. It's not that they want to be, it's that they have no choice but to be. It's the way I look at it. And and if you have a logical mindset like that of an engineer, for example, um, like that just seems like a lot of extra mental gymnastics that you don't want to go through. Like if Grover wants to solve some technical problem, he just figures out how to solve that technical problem. And you know, step A, B, and C, it gets done, right? He's not having to debate with 700 people how to do step A, and then another 700 people how to step B, and then they vote on it as step C, and then, like, what you actually get is Z, right? Like, like the thing is, like, a, it's like politics is just a mess. Well, it depends on the client, Sefi. It really that's, depends that's on the client. That's true, too, Grover. That's um, true. <laughs> but no, I was going to say, uh, I mean, actually, well, maybe on that point, we've had some very interesting clients 
uh, probably the most interesting or difficult was uh, the so the British Library wanted a new building, which was which is essentially um, a giant storage building to put one copy of every single book inside of, and they wanted robots to go and collect the books from shelves, and had a low low oxygen environment and blah 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 blah. So you have to sit down with these conservationists. And, uh, you know, you're trying to be practical and you're trying to say, dude, okay, look, you know, let's, let's not spend too much money here. Let's kind of keep things on the rails. And they're like, well, have you considered this? Have you considered that? Um, you know, we don't know what we're going to store in there. We could store dinosaur bones in there in the future instead of books. You know, what conditions do dinosaur bones need? And I'm just like, well, I would probably strip out all the services at that point. <laughs> they're like, no, no, no. Anyway, um, that's not the point I wanted to make. The point I wanted but to make. Yeah, you're you're saying like there's trade offs and compromises and everything. Yeah. Oh God. And the client, you know, like they'll lead you. You have to guide them on this process, this decision making process. You you know the answer. Like so, when you sit down and look at a project, like as as a mechanical engineer, you can probably figure out like roughly you you know close to where you you'd want to go within like a few hours. But you then need to bring this client along on the journey, like, oh, this is how we're going to get there. Let's let's go through all the options. Let's explain why we're doing it. Yes, yes, yes. Let's get it signed off, like, and get all of your various stakeholders. And it's a public uh, company, you know, the British Library. It's, it's it's owned by the public. And if you have a job there, you you never lose it. You've got it for life. So you've got all these rusty old idiots coming in and just asking. Anyway, like, no, this is. I didn't want to moan about my last job. My my new job's much better, but. That's my old job. But, um, but yeah, like, but that's common though. Like if you, that's why, like, for example, I like to design buildings and things like I've, I've designed some houses. I've designed, um, like our, our bi- building that our business is in and things like that. Right. I love that to do it for myself. Like if it's something for our own thing, I know what the rationale is. I know what the aesthetics should be and I have a good sense of it. I'd rather, I'm fine with that. But would I want to go to architecture school and become an actual architect and actually like build for other people, fuck no. Like that's a whole yeah. other thing, right? So there's yeah. a difference between doing it as a job, doing it for someone else and, and doing it uh, like, an, yeah, it's a difference between like a paid artist who does like, you know, certain types of artwork or graphic arts, for example, and a difference if you just make art for yourself or you're not in it for the money, right? There's, there's a big difference. De- definitely, um, definitely because there's no guarantee the person who's paying you is actually rational or very good at making decisions or exactly methodical or any, you know, so you're just like banging your head against the wall. Um, uh, so, but uh, the point I wanted to make was politics. But, but is Grover, but you know, the funny thing is the people running yeah. your country or my country are the people that you're de- dealing with right there. Yes. Right. Yeah. And they're like trying to build shit and like, they're trying to like get bridges made and whatever. And they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Pretty that's, typical. That's, that's absolutely the case. Um, and then, right. So in England, maybe one more point on construction. What in England, uh, if you are, if you're like working on a construction site, like as, as a person who's like laying bricks or, um, you know, installing pipes, it's probably because you, you probably didn't choose that necessarily. Maybe you didn't do so well at school. And that's kind of like, oh, if you want to do an apprenticeship, you want to go into that industry, you're probably like you didn't get a degree. Um, ironically these people make much more money than if you do like a, an arts degree but anyway they so that means they're a certain kind of person okay so imagine you're going to a meeting and you're talking to some conservationist nerd as asparagus might have said rest rest in peace um you know a complete nerd um very very like uh, very very caught up on the details and you know uh, relative humidities and 
off gassing and things. And then you go outside and you have to explain to a pipe fitter, you know, where to run his pipes. Um, so, so like, but, but they're irrational in their own special way. Like they read, uh, certain newspapers unironically about like immigrants and things. And you just have to sort of tiptoe around them a bit and not say the wrong thing. Um, because they're equally irrational just in their own special way. I found that a lot of people are irrational actually. So, uh, <laughs> right. What was I, I was going to say something else. It's so funny that, yeah. Yeah. You, I think everyone eventually makes that observation. I think it's called wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, I was, was going to say something else. Oh, Lord Buckethead. Okay, so uh, politics. Politics is not close to everyone. In England, there's a political candidate called, a satirical one called Lord Buckethead, and he runs, uh, I think a few diff different people have run under the pseudonym, but they, they put a bucket on their head, and there's a really funny picture of him standing next to Theresa May. Like um, He competed with her and got like 100 votes or something. Um, and, uh, it's, it's really funny because he comes up with this, uh, or they, whoever, comes up with this crazy manifesto about like, um, so in, in England, uh, the, the nuclear weapons program is like secret submarines under the ocean. So the idea is that, like we have a few nukes, but we just put them in secret submarines and no one knows where they are. So then if you nuke us, well, you can't stop the nukes because you don't know where they are. Um, but he said, well, we're going to fund that. And then we're also going to um, say we're disarming as well. And we're going to have two simultaneous campaigns and we're going to fund both of them. And we get we're double jobs and no one will know. It adds to the confusion because no, no one knows if we really do have Trident or if we don't. Um, my wife's telling me to leave, <laughs> leave the room because I'm being too loud. <laughs> That's so funny. Hey, Grover's wife. I've left the room. She's just like, seriously, what the fuck, man? Like, what are you doing? Like, stop talking to strangers. <laughs> All she heard was laying pipe to foreigners and submarines. Yeah, man. Laying pipe, yeah. <laughs> this is where we, this we go. Hey, babes, I'm back. Uh, yeah, but going back onto uh, Grover's point. Have you heard about the Monster Hunter Party or the, the sorry the giant monster party? I forgot what oh, the called. monster raving loony party. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the, one. the monster party. It's, it literally that's what another party in the UK is the monster raving something party. I always forget what it is, and they actually they're in a few of the uh, areas as well, <laughs> and they actually get votes. It's fucking weird. They literally just they don't they don't even have a manifesto. I think they just chat shit, don't they? And they say oh, no, they, they have a podcast. really funny manifesto. Oh, I need um, to read it. They would be banned from Twitter if they were here, right? They were founded in the 80s. And um, it's, I mean, it's still just a big piss tape, obviously, but they're making a point. It's like a protest vote thing. You know, if you, yeah. if you don't want to like spoil your ballot, it's like, you know, you should vote. It's like, okay, well, vote for us. Um, and they tend to, I don't know, I don't know how they've done recently, but they, I don't yeah. think they, ever get, they never get a seat in parliament. That's for fucking sure. Uh, but going, going back to a serious point about the politics, I, I, I was listening to uh, the beginning when I come in, Sefi and Addy talking about power hungry people going in for power. There was an exception in UK politics, uh, and Gro I don't know how Grover feels about him because being an engineer, you earn a lot of money. You know, I'm, I'm assuming you weren't a big fan of the uh, socialist side of what he does, but Jeremy Corbyn would be, in my opinion, an exception to the rules. He was a political activist throughout the 80s and the 90s. Uh, he's the only politician I know of that got arrested for uh, protesting against apartheid. He's genuinely like, you know, he's a good guy overall. Some of his 
shit was outdated, like renationalizing some dumb shit like trains and all that sort of stuff. And I understand to a point it needed to be like there were shit that needed to be done. But going back to what it was, he didn't seek power. And he was voted the leader of the Labour Party and he didn't even put himself forwards. People put him forwards and he just sat back and like, I don't want this, but if you want to vote me, fine, fuck it. And the interesting thing that I'm sure American politics can relate to is he actually won more votes in the last serious general election than I think by like something like four million votes or something like that. But because of the way UK politics is, certain um, certain areas hold more value. Uh, well, it's not certain that so it's it's done on the point system based on the amount of areas you get equals one point sort of thing. But obviously, it's the same thing. We got electoral college and all of that stuff. Say again. I said it's it's roughly the same idea concept. We have like electoral colleges and all of that stuff. So certain areas yeah, hold more votes. It's not as complex as that. It's more so uh, one state. So if it was America, one state, but we we don't have states. We've got boroughs equals one point and that's certain uh, areas have more boroughs than others so obviously if there's a highly conservative area and there's four boroughs in there they're going to get four points sort of fucking thing like you know but he actually won by four million he had something like six percent more votes than like obviously the other the other party but he still lost because of how corrupt the you know the actual election system is like it's not done via votes it's done via areas which can easily be manipulated by like you're saying, like I think Addy was saying, the guy that she was talking to, or they, I didn't, I didn't hear the beginning of it, moving to a purple area. And obviously, say there was a purple area with four in there, all you have to do is manipulate that one area, and you've got four points as opposed to the you know state next to it that's one. So I think it's not just politics, more well, people being drawn into power, because like I said, Jeremy Corbyn almost won. He should have won, in my opinion, but is what it is. It's the fact that it's all rigged and it is rigged to a point to make it unfair on a specific individual party as opposed to you know the people actually getting a vote does that make sense yeah well it's a big game so you have to sort of understand the rules of the game so like if you think like for example you're going out of college or whatever you're like hey i want to i have some political view i want to become a politician of some kind uh you first have to get in right so it's like you if you don't actually get elected anywhere then you have no resume of any kind and time just flies by. So there is this kind of concept where people will like, it's almost like, uh, you know, like football, uh, you know, or like uh, Formula One or something like that, where you'll go into these like little leagues and then you'll sort of work your way up. And maybe you don't, your dream is not to work for this particular racing team, but you've got to do that and you got to do it at a low level. And then you sort of get a resume and then now you have the credibility to go do something else with, you know, some other thing. So yeah, it's like a, it's like a stepping ladder type of thing that you have to do and and politics is weird in that way so like by the time you finish walking your way up that ladder you don't even remember what the fuck your actual vision was right it's very like because like, you're a different person by that i mean how many of like people like you know like probably many people here like if you wait 10 years like the things you cared about 10 years ago and the things you care about now may be very different you know, I can wholly agree. Like in the last 16 months, I've completely changed as a person. And before that, I spent 10 years becoming someone I wasn't. And yeah, it's just, it's one of them things like you just with age, isn't it? You just, you live and you learn. Like as coach would say, live, love, life. But, but, ima but imagine live, you start politics, right? It's not like engineering, which is a little bit different. You Like the principles don't change necessarily automatically over time. Um, you know, maybe the technology and a few things, but like in politics, like, if you find yourself like aligned 
I'm getting like a phone call. So it's like continues to sort of like interrupt. But like imagine your your politics change or you have some nuance of your vision that changes or maybe your vision changes entirely. You're like, oh, what I thought of them was stupid. Now I want to change completely. It's it's really difficult to do. Um, anyway. <clears throat> One thing I'll say, I don't know if you've ever seen the TV show and I know it's uh, fictional, but House of Cards, you, yeah. um, or Game you, of have, Thrones. you see in there. One sec, yeah. uh, I'm going to AFK for a little bit, Addy, because uh, I've got to like take a phone call real quick, so I'll be back in a sec. Oh, man. No, <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. But uh, I guess for whoever else might be listening, uh, one thing I'd say, you know, when it comes to politics is that, you know, even though your own personal viewpoints might change over time as everybody is human, and that's just going to happen regardless of what you do, one thing I'd say in politics is that those viewpoints might change because they have to change maybe you shook some hands, you know, kind of like Sophie was saying earlier, you know, while you were, you know, low level, whatever, um, trying to get into your next position. So you made certain promises that if we put you in this position, you have to, um, and I'm using coaches words, bend to our will. Um, so maybe that was the case, you know, as you were lower, you know, level person. And as you moved up in the ranks, now you have to execute on those promises move. So I'm talking to my dog. Execute yeah. on those promises um, that you is promised earlier. Isn't that the problem of politics, though? It's not serving the people. It's serving the people around you instead of the actual people. And isn't that something that people need to really focus on changing? But it's also like which people, right? Like when when people mm-hmm. say the people, it's like most a lot of people don't have aligning views. So there's nothing. There's there are very few things that everybody wants, right? Okay, maybe some clean air, clean water, or something. And maybe like uh, some, you know, food. So like, there's certain things, but once you get past that, there's like definite ideologic differences people have, and they're not going to align fully. I also think that like one thing when we talk about like in the case of political views sort of shifting over time is like we also have to take into consider consideration like the Overton window just generally like shifts from left to right over time. Like if you look at even somebody like Biden, you know, he's he's, you know, a career politician. He's been in it forever. And if you look back, like what he was saying in the 90s is obviously completely different than like what he's saying now or even like Obama, like when it comes to like social issues, like gay rights or stuff like that, you can look back and, and people will use this as, you know, like like fodder. And, and when they're running campaigns, it's like, oh, well, you said this back in, you know, the 90s, like you said, no, um, you know. Like marriage should be between a man and a woman, whatever. But the whole point is that like you sort of like some of your views have to shift with the times because it's like, you know, you can't. You're not going to be electable. Yeah. Like you can't win otherwise. And I think when people like, you know, use that as a point of criticism, it's like, okay, sure. But like almost everyone is like that. And like if we even look like on a broader scale, just socially, like what was, you know, acceptable to say at one point maybe isn't now because of just how far like political correctness has gone. But that's largely like, yeah, that's the Overton window in action in our lives. Like, you know, with shit, like with, with coach, (laughs) you know, getting banned for saying gimp, like, you know, that's just like, it's something so, you know, it's so like inane, but yeah, I don't know. Wait, is that really why he got banned? Yeah, that's really why he got banned. Yep. Yeah, just stupid stuff like that. Like, hey, Tony, what's up? Hey, um, first, I just wanted to say that I've been coming in and out of your spaces, and it and it's always pretty entertaining. Um, but I wanted to shift it just a bit because I have a crypto question. Um, sure, whatever. Go ahead. 
Yeah, so I was wondering if y'all have any experience with this. So essentially, I got airdropped some bullshit token, and I've been like investigating it. And apparently, on on Pancake Swap, you can exchange it, and it's actually worth something like five hundred bucks. And I'm just curious if anyone has how any long, experience. How long ago? How long ago does this show up in your wallet? Uh like. Uh, a few days, a couple days ago. No, don't don't do it. Don't do it. Sometimes those tokens will, when you transact with them, they'll steal your funds. If you don't know where it came from, like look up the contract code on BSC scan and like send it to someone who can understand solidity and ask them what's up with this. Because there's a lot of tokens like that where they make fake liquidity, but no one can actually sell because the code locks anyone from other than the dev from selling. So right. be careful. You've also got it taking you to a phishing website. So where you think it's pancake swap, it's pancake pan C four AKE sort of thing. Like just that, at that point you've you've signed your wallet over to them. And then yeah, you're fucked. So uh, just make sure you know you're not you, you if you are gonna go and try this out, you make sure you, you browse to pancake swap without using a link, if that makes sense. No, yeah, that makes sense. It's just super especially, weird. It's Tony, super especially sketchy. on pancake swap, there is like it's rife with scams. So um, if the amount of the airdrop you got is some exotic valuation, uh, odds are that it's bullshit because like most airdrops are fairly small unless the project is, is super early. A lot of airdrops aren't, are worth zero at the beginning because they're just there to sort of entice people to eventually come back and play on that particular platform. But yeah, the guys are correct. Like, you know, they're trying to get you to sign transactions people that don't know how to like look at what a smart contract does. And if you happen to have other money in your wallet or something like that, it might drain it. So um, yeah, be super careful with that kind of shit. Oh. Yeah, Tundra does this all the time. Uh, go ahead, Tundra. Yeah. What's up, Tundra? How are you doing today? <laughs> Good, man. Um, Sefi, I didn't know we were, we ran uh, seri more serious spaces, dude. I thought, thought we always were talking about like women's skele skeletal structure and stuff like that. So I was a little, oh, yeah. I was a I was a little taken aback when I joined the space and I overheard some. You're like, what's this? What's this seriousness going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're um, here, so we can just kind of fuck shit up now, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we so can go talk about skeletons. Um, would no, you hear I, about what happened to Bruce, though? I did. I yeah, did. So you, I, I I wanted to just say, like, how far have we come? There a year ago today, or a little over that. If you joined a spaces and asked that question, a lot of people wouldn't know the answer. And now, Sefi, you're, you know, you, I know you've known, you've known what's going on for a long time, but I think people are just so much more educated. It was my takeaway hearing all the people would chime in and say, hey, you shouldn't interact with that token. That's potentially, you know, dangerous to do. And I just, it makes me feel like we're getting smarter. We're getting better. Um, I like to hear it. So I thought it was, I thought it was great. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, I guess that and it's kind of like bear market territory, right? So it's like more crypto natives hang out versus like, yeah, the, yeah like more. I, I, I'll, I'll choose to believe that I think people are getting smarter. Like I haven't seen any board ape. <laughs> I haven't seen any board ape hacks, which were pretty prolific a little while ago. We haven't seen that in a, in a minute. Um, so I don't know, maybe people are, are getting more educated. I'd like to think that the whole space is getting more educated and we're starting to clean up some of the bullshit of the old and, uh, trying to set up some new foundations for a healthy platform to grow for the future.
Well, about six months ago, I was saying like um, the number of fake accounts with like some version of my name on it would pop up. They're pretty frequent. You'd have to like block them and report them and people would report them because they'd be like trying to scam people using like other people's names. Uh, and that drops substantially when markets are down. And when they go up, all those things start to pick up again, usually. Um, you could also say like the more the more people that are creating like fake scam accounts, the more likely that the market is too hot and it's time to sell. <laughs> you can use that as an indicator that like once the scammers come out, it's because there's all the newbies are out and they're trying to like screw everybody. Kind of fun, interesting, but that it happens, it's, I, right? Like, I'll, I'll chime in more, Sefi, but I'm going to lose cell service here at my rug, but uh, I'll be listening. Yeah, cool. Yeah, good having you. So, anyway, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the other really nice scam uh, that people people run sometimes is they'll send you like that entire seed phrase. They'll say, "Oh, hey, dude, uh, can you help me out with my wallet?" Um, someone said I need to send you this so you can like access it. Or like they'll just give you some bizarre reason. They've given you their seed phrase. And you're like, what? What has this person got to got to gain from this? I don't understand. So you go and look at their wallet and you find some random token. It's like, you know, what, I don't know, like a laser token or something, and it's worth like five thousand dollars. And you're like, shit, what the hell? I've got access to this wallet, but he's got no gas. Shit. Uh, and then what they what they're counting on is that you're going to send some Ethereum, some ETH to their. Uh, to their wallet for gas and as soon as that hits the wallet it gets pinged straight away there's a bot it fires it instantly to a different wallet so it's just like they're counting on you trying to rob them um which makes it really clever because actually they're kind of counting on you being an asshole and trying to rob them of their tokens so are you know are are you really like getting scammed or are you scamming yourself so that was a really i think that's a really nice one as well that's fucking that's hilarious i always wondered why those i'm like why do they send the private key i never looked into it further but that is great that that's uh, addy as a crypto newbie would you have assumed that like that would have been a thing no because you know i had you make a wallet right you create you yeah. got a seed phrase and everything but imagine if someone sent you this and they had money in it and you're like huh uh so like you going and attempting to uh you know uh, interact with it and next thing you know they have a way to sort of take some of your money it's just weird yeah i never would have thought that but yeah just remember your seed phrase is both uh your seed phrase is both your username and password simultaneously for that wallet so let's say you lose your phone then as long as you have that seed phrase you can type it into a kepler wallet or whatever uh, mm -hmm. cosmos station wallet and you can get access to your stuff like anytime but not losing the seed phrase is important. That's one set of problems. But then like these kind of scammers doing weird things to play on your greed. Um, yeah, don't like bottom line is like uh, Telegram, Discord, stuff like that. You have like all sorts of scammers hanging around doing weird shit. Yeah, well, luckily for me, I, I don't use Telegram or Discord. So probably wise. <laughs> I try not to either to, to the extent that it's possible. Yeah, it's like uh, like. Anything I have to do in crypto related, I'm like, if it involves like a new another Telegram channel or Discord, it's like, oh, just put a gun to my head, uh, please. With the fucking like notifications on that thing are just out of control. Like you, you can't, you can't like uh, finish a thought before you get some sort of notification on those things. It's nonstop, especially if they like, you know, sh like the little messages you know how to show up at the bottom or top of your phone, like those little banners, and they're just always like like popping up something. It's super distracting. Oh man, I've got one. I'm, I'm part of like the uh, the one I've shelled it in another space. 
and I muted the fucking Discord channel about 16 times, and they find ways for the notification just to fucking pop up every five minutes. And it's literally, they, they change the uh, roles to at here and fucking at giveaways, and I'm sitting there going, I'm actually messing with it. Can you fucking stop? Like, I'm done. I don't need an, I don't need an notification that you want to do an anagram challenge for the fucking community. Fuck off. Like, yeah, leave me out of it. I've got everything I need from you guys. They just don't stop. But it's usually, uh, and obviously, it's, it's a pay-to-earn uh, project that I'm part of, but, like, it's play, play-to-earn. But it's usually Filipinos that just don't read English anyway. So it's just like, oh, fucking what's the point? <laughs> Yeah, and it's kind of interesting that like Discord and Telegram have different sets of problems. Like, um, you know, Telegram bots are one set of problems, and then Discord, and it's like um, endless like little rooms and whatever um, of sub rooms of subcommittees and shit are another set of problems. And it's really just hard to keep up with what the hell's going on unless you're literally someone that sits at their desktop all day long and they watch this. But the problem is that like, if you are in tech or doing something, it sort of ruins your productivity too. So while you have to like communicate with your team, there's this ongoing like stream of shit that's going by. So that's why a lot of like the developers you'll find um, don't spend that much time on social media because they can't get anything done if that's their day job and they're trying to keep up with all that garbage. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Like the the dynamic of like how to use that information and make it good, useful for you. Like it's really tough. Um, I hate this stuff. Like at my regular work, I make sure like, uh, you know, I, I don't sign into those things because I don't want people to get used to be able to find me that way. I'm like, if you want to pick up the phone and call me, go right ahead. But like, I'm not going to, um, like, I'm not going to like be like following your stupid little, um, Microsoft Teams or whatever. The yeah, you know, you're talking about Teams because I work. Obviously, you know, I work in tech, and like every five fucking minutes, you try to type something, and someone's already fucking put a paragraph in, and it just completely changes your viewpoint of where you are. You know, I'm only allowed to send me, don't you? I mean, I know. Yeah, yeah exactly. the marketing, she said, "Go, yes, fuck them pricks, post into Teams all the time." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's your problem. Is that you're using Teams, man? Teams is uh <clears throat> well it's the thing is Tundra, like it's not that I'm using Teams, it's like the institution that one of the places I work for uses it, but I refuse to answer anything on that on that uh, thing. Because if I do, that means that like yep. that means that uh people are gonna want me to like they're gonna keep sending me shit on there and I'm you know it's not gonna work. You know what's funny? Um when I first I when I first joined Apple, I uh I was curious what the um platform for collaboration they were they would use and it's mostly iMessage <laughs> people just mostly text each other uh there it's really it's really strange um but yeah you like text your coworkers or like count even cross-functional team um instead of like using like a microsoft teams or slack or something like that just iMessage uh but because you're already looking at it right so if you're already looking at it you're already sorting through like your personal your private and your work stuff exactly but having to jump to two different things is just another nuisance exactly what were you gonna say chuga i said i do love how the apple engineer hates microsoft it's just it's just so fucking brilliant to hear like you know it's such a uh standard workplace rivalry isn't it yeah i wasn't an engineer uh there chuga but um yeah, definitely not a huge Microsoft fan. They they kind of purge it out of you. Like you 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 don't use PowerPoint. There is no PowerPoint at Apple. It's only Keynote. 
um everything. would you would you say it was similar to coaches indoctrination of well we don't use luna we use luna Catholic, yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it was very much indoctrination there were very specific fonts that we used um very specific colors i remember blueberry blue lemon yellow uh the only the pastel color tree and never any red on a slide um all of the all the um slides had to be formatted a certain way any visual that was on the slide had to be uh, formatted with like the X and Y coordinates of the whatever the content of the slide was to be the exact same. So as you flip through the slide, your eye didn't have to like adjust to the positioning of the content on the the following slides. Like it was mili military. It was very militant. Um, yeah, they're, they're and visual. And yeah, they're yeah still the visual thing is very very strict, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the visual. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's not why I came off mute. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we. I, but you should you should tell us some other Apple stories I, though. After I, a bit. I yeah, I could I could go on and on about Apple and my experience there, but um, and yeah, we can talk about it, but uh, to an extent. But Sefi, uh, I wanted to also talk a little bit about um, GMX. I I don't know. Maybe maybe we should stay on the Apple topic, if you guys have questions for me about that, or I could tell you, uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to hear. But I also wanted to ask about GMX, which is a, uh, like a trading platform. And I wanted to know, Sefi, if you've ever looked at it, because I think it's really I have, and I saw you talking about it. Um, should I be, should I be you, looking into you, it and playing with you it? You should be looking into it. It's fascinating. It's, um, it's really fascinating. And I'm feeling like a little dumb for not having paid attention to it earlier so so uh gmx is is like a perps like a on-chain perps protocol it's on arbitrum which is a layer two on top of ethereum and and avalanche and uh, what makes it so fascinating to me is um it's being used by a lot of people it has it has a pretty insane like the, the their metrics are are insane to me I think they have something like 70, close to $70 billion in total lifetime volume. Um, they've, they're, yeah, so I'm there right now. It's like $62 billion and then there's like, like uh, I think the, let me see how much it's today. And then, um, and then the, the, the fees, the fees is the part that makes it to me really, there, there's multiple things, but the fees, so the protocol has generated close to $62 million worth of fees. So think about Nexus, put that in perspective. Nexus, I think, had only generated, I don't know, like a few tens of thousands of dollars. You know, $62 million of protocol fees is mind-boggling to me. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, like that's, that's, in, that's insane. Uh, and, and then, and then the, the token design, I think, is like also just super, super interesting. So they, they have this like dual token model where um yeah i'm looking at that so the gmx is the is the primary governance token and that has a ve uh type system in place so the longer you know you know how how that that stuff all works and then the, the but the other token is the one that i'm most interested in it's called glp and um glp let's see if you can follow along with this it's a little it's a little hard to describe over the phone like in once in one session so you you probably will need to look look at it in some more detail but um glp receives 70 percent of the trading fees that occur on the platform 
Um, so it's it's pushed a lot of the income that's come that's being churned off, thrown off by the the protocol. GLP is a you can think of GLP as basically a liquidity token, an LP token, and it's 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 basically like fifty percent stable coins and fifty percent uh, combination of Bitcoin, Ethereum, Link, and Uniswap. Bitcoin and ETH being the majority of the the volatile pair of the LP. And GLP is the liquidity provider for the whole platform. So there's like $300 million worth of GLP. That pool of money, that pool of capital, that's the pool of capital that traders trade against. That's the counterparty. So as traders make money on the platform trading, and, and it works the same as like KuCoin, you can leverage up to 30 30x leverage with no KYC and it doesn't have any geo blocking so people in the US can use it. So all you need is a wallet, you load up like a an ETH and you go 30x long ETH and it's all no KYC. If you lose, if the trader loses, then their money goes into the GLP pot and GLP appreciates in value. If the traders win, then GLP uh loses loses money. So again, you are the counterparty uh to GLP. But but they have they have enough to pay out based on like whatever open interest yeah, there is. Yes, they have. So they have. There's like there's like guardrails that they've set up. So GLP, um, because GLP is a counter the counterparty, uh, the 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 longs and the shorts on the platform are dynamically capped and limited based on the size of GLP. So you can't put a position in place that's going to jeopardize. The protocol but there is risk there is risk in glp if a trader went let's say super long or super short caught a huge move and sucked out a ton of the glp that's that's the biggest one of the biggest risks for glp but what makes it so cool is all of the data about traders profitability is all public information because it's all on chain and gmx has done a super good job at creating these dashboards that show you how profitable traders have been traders have been like pretty much down only <laughs> so you can oh really like traders have sucked. they've sucked they've sucked and it's so that's what i say that's what dude. i keep saying in the crypto markets when i hear people talk most people are losing money in yeah. crypto they don't know what the fuck well, they're no, doing and, and i i keep and then so i that, that that prompts some questions in your head right like why what's going on and it, it makes sense because because uh, traders are are emotional, and when the market goes up, they pile into longs, right? And and then what? They get caught offside. They they get convinced halfway through the pump or three quarters of the way through, most of the time, right? And then same on the downside. Buying the resistance, selling the exactly. support. Exactly, and it's it's because it's human emotion, right? You get euphoric and you get really scared, and uh, or you get really you know bearish at the wrong times. So basically, GLP is a way to. You're you're a you're the casino. If you own GLP, you are the house. You become the house, and it's like it's like owning part of KuCoin or Binance. Exactly, and and uh, yeah. And then another thing is interesting. If you look at the 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 metric back to the volume and the user metrics over a, a one year time horizon, it's the volume has steadily increased along with the number of users. So even during the bear, uh, the bear market, this platform is growing. And if I look at DYDX, which is one of their biggest competitors, volume has actually been declining over the same time horizon. So DYDX is shrinking and GMX is growing. And uh, and, and they're, they're just going to be coming out with um, 
more pairs and some synthetic offerings, which I think are supposed to be like some uh, off-chain assets that they're going to be able, you're going to be able to take perps out on. Like I think maybe even the euro type of thing. It, it's really cool what they're doing, and I. But specifically, the GLP token is 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 something that, and and, and even that they have nice. Um, dashboard that shows you the price performance of glp over time and i i tweeted i tweeted about this today um glp is interesting to me because it gives you directional exposure to crypto it's an lp token so it's like subdued volatility like it's dampened volatility but it it turns out like 25 percent apr in real yield and when i say real yield i mean there's no token emissions that are that's creating that yield that's purely coming from fees from users on the platform and it's the it's basically you have stock in a casino you're you're the house you know so i'm like i'm like fuck this is awesome i i get partial exposure to crypto albeit subdued volatility it gives spins off cash uh it's cash do you have a do you have a sizable do you have a sizable sort of position in these i have a i have a sizable position in glp but there's nothing to shill because GLP is just a basket of stable coins and um, and Bitcoin and ETH. So it's it's not like GLP is like the native token of GMX. There is a, there is a native token of GMX. It's called GMX. And so, but if I were to shill that, I'd be like GMX, GMX. But GLP is just stable coins, Bitcoin and ETH. And then with the the knowledge that it's it's gaining and losing value based on traders' profitability on this platform. So. It, it's cool mm. man it's it's really grover have you have you looked into this at all oh yeah 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 um i mean so so gmx so so vortex is a perps platform which is quite different to gmx in a few ways and, and I, I won't get into shooting vortex i promise uh but yeah gmx is really really cool um and like this glp uh, position is great because so in a normal perps platform you have uh, longs pay shorts or shorts pay long uh, longs through open interest uh, or sorry through funding rate so in this case however in in gmx longs and shorts both pay um funding rate to geo to the glp right token holders like so you're so you're basically it's not really a perps platform per se you're kind of like just borrowing cash and paying uh paying some interest on it to these uh i guess the, the house the casino which is which is like a great position to be in um the 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 pitfall so there's a similar protocol called gains network i think they still exist um but they made the mistake of listing loads and loads and loads of different coins and one of the coins they listed was luna um so when luna entered a death spiral everybody shorted it and the house got wrecked um and somehow the protocol remains solvent i'm not really sure how so that's the danger the dangerous listing with like this reflexive stuff it, it is is listing something like luna and then everything gets drained and the house gets destroyed right. um, so as long as they as long as they don't list anything that has the the genuine potential to go to zero yep. then they they're golden um so the difference between gmx so like vortex because it's built in order book uh, there's there's like an actual sort of price of uh, like so so I mean let me, let me see if I can explain this concisely. <laughs> you, you know it's funny the Grover. Um, if right. Coach doesn't come back, people are actually think that we actually know crypto shit. <laughs> right, that'd be a big mistake. Oh, we do, we do. <laughs> come on, Suffy, you can't sell us too short. 
Sorry, just, jump, just jumping on that. Is he going to make a new Twitter if he doesn't get it back? Or like, what's his actual plans? Because I'm no, considering. We'll, we'll wait, get wait, it what back. happened? What happened? Uh, um, so, coach used a word which in, oh. in England. Um, <laughs> <not> bad word. <laughs> he lost his Twitter account? <laughs> coach said a bad yeah. word. <laughs> he, said, he said the word gimp, which in which England is- doesn't mean anything <laughs> particularly bad. It's just like you're an idiot. Oh, like, yeah. Like, well, so, the, the way you can argue in it, America it means the same shit. Like y'all say in England, "gimp" is this. We I don't, we don't say it a lot, but if somebody called you a gimp, it means you're a fucking retard. You it's also, it's a program. It's a Photoshop, uh, you know, alternative. So you know, I, 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 I don't know how it got fucked with that one, but you know. Uh, so um, I was actually just messaging a, a dude who used to work for Twitter, and hopefully. Hopefully we can get him back, man. But, you know, we'll see. Because, like, this guy has to, he's like, oh, uh, who was he? You know, um, you know, because he wants to know who he's he's trying to dig out here. I'm like, oh, shit. He's going like, yeah, you know, um, to let him. He's squirt sessions. Rev, what you used to say is something like, it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. No, I said, I said he's a much beloved. I said he's much beloved in the Twitter community. It's um, so, so uh, you've been involved in some of his most ludicrous spaces have you, you got anything to say about that do you, do you want to uh, vouch for him sorry are you asking me I didn't hear what you said in the beginning I, I said uh, you've been part of some of his more uh, ludicrous uh, spaces so uh, do you want to try vouching for him with his Twitter friend of uh, Grover <laughs> yeah I mean maybe I can try my best I don't know I, I... Like, I don't think he's ever said anything. Like, okay, yeah, they're a little crazy sometimes, but I don't think, like, I don't know. Nothing he's a like genuine person. Like, Addy, nothing's, like, Addy, malicious. Like he literally you said, like, yeah, it's gone. Addy, you sound like the, the girl who, who, like, came out and defended Andrew Tate. And, uh, and she was like, yeah, everything was consensual. It was all good. But actually, that's totally fine that you feel that way. And that is the truth. He's not a malicious um I don't think he's a malicious guy. He's just a little buck wild for me sometimes. I can't. It's, it's funny because if they listened to the speech yesterday, he said if if a woman tries to uh, turn away from him, he'll slap her 24 yeah, hours. Exactly. <laughs> like, like that. But, like, but he's obviously not serious. Like, if he was serious, it wouldn't be funny. But, like, right. yeah, it's that shit. If they yeah. hear that, he's not coming back. Well, I don't know. The thing that makes me uncomfortable with Coach is uh, I don't know what his motives are. I, I don't know, like, what he wants. I don't know what his endgame is. And that does make me a little squeamish when I'm talking to him because it's hard for me to okay. figure out what. He's, um, too intelligent. He's too intelligent to 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 not to waste his time. I, so I would say no. probably Tundra should be much more worried about me than him, I would say. Yeah. Um, that's what I like. I guess uh, I was worried about the real gimp. Seppi's the real gimp. No, right. I know Seppi. I've known Seppi for a long time. I, I, I kind of know what you're trying to do a little bit, at least. But with Coach, I'm so confused. You no, know what I'm, I'm saying just... is, what I'm saying is, if I wanted to be malicious, you certainly wouldn't know it, right? That's my point. <laughs> like, whereas with him, he's just sort of messing around the whole time. Yeah, so, I, I think. Okay. So, I think Coach is just trying to like, he, he's just trying to use humor as a mechanism to bring people together with long personally. That, that's how I see it. Like, you know, I, no, I, but I, what's so, he doing though? 
what's right. he doing? Let, let me explain. Let me explain a little bit. Then, and this is my insight into the into the mind of coach so far. Okay. So maybe I'll start with a story. So I played. Uh, coach was really insistent. We play a game of chess, and uh, I said, "Fine, okay, we'll play a game of chess." He's very good, and uh, but when he, rather than like taking my queen, he wanted to drag it out. He wanted to humiliate me and embarrass me. So he took all of my pieces, and I was like, you know, all right, fine, man. And he just really dragged it out. So, so there's a little just starting the story of that. I think sets the scene. Um, coach, he he does everything in the spirit of play and like limitless play. He enjoys sort of the act of confusing people. Um, he enjoys, I think, uh, the the sense of fun. Uh, but then he always wraps it up in a nice way at the end. So like he'll he'll sort of destabilize everybody and sort of send us off into a crazy, you know, tangent about who knows, like squirting, squirt house or whatever. Um, but then like he'll always bring it back at the end into some kind of a wellness uh, space or some kind of a, you know, gratitude space. So I think he has his fun and he does his sort of boundless play and like, what, what's the book? I've forgotten. I have to look it up. I'm so tired from staying up all night. He, he has a little bit of like, uh, a little bit of like neuroscience background, a little bit of psychology type thing, right? He like, he, he like does like meditation sessions, this, that he understands like, like what triggers people and you know, how to get you out of your like normal sort of like routine, like loop of thinking. So You're not that, answering that, my question though. I, this is the thing like which question you, 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 this is, i i understand everything that you guys just said and i i know that right we all know that but what's the point what what's the end game what does he want what does he want that's to do just, that's just the type of person he is like there are people like no, no dude no, no there's definitely fun. people like that the reason he's doing no. it is he's having fun and that's no, the only reason he does it I know, but I'm saying it's it takes up way too much of his time for him not to have some type of uh, I, it, but he, he does have an ideology, Lunkdow, and he's he's that's he's not. Used, this is where this is where I'm getting to. Wait, so Tundra, the, can I say something that like absolutely. maybe this will be a little bit illuminating? So I met Coach in a different space, like completely removed from crypto, like at, like had nothing to do with crypto. It was something completely different through like somebody else that we both know on here, and he acted the exact same way there. Like it's not like. He's I think he's just doing it to have fun. And like it was it was completely different. Like there was no ulterior motives in that space. It's just like that was just his personality. Like, I don't think that there's anything like going on in the background here. I think that's just who he is. No, I, I don't think that's like I, I don't even think that's it's possible for him not to. What's this <laughs> long out thing? What what does he want to get out of Lunk Dow? Like Lunk is a dead is a dead chain. Like, is having a hard time believing that like he's a real like individual. Like so, someone no, would be no, so this, weird, right? No, this all right. So this is what I'm trying to get to. Like he, I think I've already explained myself, but coach or explained like what my question is, but maybe not perfectly. Um, he's using so much of his time to do this Lunk Dao thing, but where does it all go to? All right. People stake Luna with Lunk Dao as a delegator and, or as a validator. And, uh, um, and, and then, and then he has to generate revenue from that, right? Like, oh, oh, no, no. To- yeah. He sent me the roadmap. I've got the list here of all the things you'd like to do with Lunk Dao. Um, uh, seed rounds, uh, uh, Lunk Dao capital launching apps, uh, dApps as we call them in, in the industry. 
Um, okay, thanks for that, things. Grover. So <laughs> he um, <laughs> he wanted to he wants to he wants to do all kinds of things in Lunkdow, but it's funny because Lunkdow, as we all know, started as Scorpion Dow. And what yep. was Scorpion Dow? Scorpion Dow was like uh, channeling the creative nonsense of a of a group of people, so many of whom are still in this room. Um, and you know, like that was pretty hilarious. We're having a laugh. And suddenly this opportunity came up when, you know, he spoke to Jimmy and sort of, it's just like, well, yep. you know, we could actually run a validator node, man. You know, like, let's jump in here. Like this, this chaos in May, let's jump in yep. here um, and, and see where it goes. And that's pretty much, it's just like, let's just see what, how, how it, how it lands and keep doing funny Twitter spaces. Okay. And Is Dow creating revenue by having people stake their Luna with it? Uh, they put, they put, I don't exactly know how much they put back into burning. It's a very large proportion back into burning. I think that they, they keep enough, to, obviously, to keep above water, so they're not running at a loss. Um, and I don't think they take too much. Uh, apart from that, I think I think that might be it, man. I, I, I genuinely you're, you're, think they're breaking. This, this is very ambiguous. All right, what? No, I don't. Know. I don't see their books. <laughs> he, Look, he, I don't see their fundamentally, books. Fundamentally, you 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 get what. You, you put out right you can only you can only perceive things at your level so tundra if you are at the materialistic level where you think everything has to be done for some reason something has to be uh there has to be an end game there has to be a marketing strategy like oh this is just you shut up dude shut up like all right yeah, just, I, know, I think he's right no, man you i was up, you come up to you uh, maybe he's right you need to listen to your voice bro you're crazy bro listen i know not not for a fact but the, the what i heard was that Asparagoid had like multi eight figures in Luna when Luna died? Okay? Yeah. So so when you're telling me that like this is just all for fun and this and guy he's is still like, having fun, you do know we all believe in Luna. I mean, Luna, right? No, Bruce is definitely not wanting for money any more than I am. We're just here messing around <laughs> for the most part. So it's like, yeah, you can tell that. Like, I can tell the difference between someone who like. I like I've spoken to him literally like like eight to twelve hours in a row. So it's like you get a sense of people for sure. As far as like yeah, if someone had like some like weird ulterior motive or something, so but Seppi, he's pretty Seppi. transparent. He's, he's got about five person, validated. You're the, you're the only person up here that I can that I can really trust. No, none of these other people I can really trust. Grover, like you're you're kind of halfway there, but even you. You're like, oh, you know, who knows how much they send to the burn wallet and like, come on, bro. Like that's, that's, uh, but Seppi, you really think, dude, I, I can't even, this isn't even, this doesn't make any sense to me. You really think that coach is really just having fun? Like, well, you don't think that there's between, an end game with Lunk Dao? What is between he his, with Lunk Dao? Think about this, between his posts and mine and like the sort of like groundswell that happened with Terra Rebels. Uh, Dr. Kim and like, what do you call it? Like YouTube and stock twits and all this, like just look like with a group of people, how far the market cap of Luna Classic went. And I, I barely even have any, like to be fair, like I wish I bought more and Bruce told me to, um, but like, oh, of course yeah. I had zero. I have zero. I've never had any. Yeah. Or, I had, I had yeah. some nominal amount, just meaningless amount, relatively speaking. So like the, for me to sit here and like talk about Luna classic at all is only because I think like, it's like a fun group of people. I think there's a lot they can learn about just crypto in general and cosmos and everything else. And I think it's kind of just fun and cool, but like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm actually gaining 
little to nothing, um, like talking about Linda Classic or whatever. Like, it's kind of funny in that way. Except, but yeah, but yeah, Bruce definitely had like he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna throw some in at the bottom and see what happens. Like, you know, I remember him talking about it when when it happened, and then he kind of created Lunked Out, and it was all just a big fun and comedy thing, right? It's just sort of like let's sort of like uh, energize this with meme coin energy bring some capital into this thing and see what happens. But yeah, uh, yeah, he saw his like uh, Luna wallet dump quite a lot. I did. So like, yeah, we, we, we weren't without our um, like frustrations about that whole thing, obviously. Like, yeah, he lost plenty of money. Um, are you, Sefi, out of curiosity, are you in the bucket with me where you had enough Luna to where like you didn't get any of it unlocked in the first unlock or? No, I kind of, I kind of had this, situation where actually like i did not i was not uh in leverage and stuck like a lot of people were so like my luno like a lot of it was on like prism and it was like relatively liquid actually like i was okay, able to so clear out i was able to clear a substantial portion i think it was like when luna was like maybe i don't know somewhere between like it was different amounts but diff- between like 35 and 50 bucks and i think most of mine i bought was like originally was it like five bucks so yeah. actually, uh, I actually got, interestingly enough, I actually got a substantial portion of airdrop and was able to get rid of a substantial amount of my yeah. unit. So yeah, actually, so you, you got the best of both. Yeah. So, so I got I, the best of both worlds. So like, um, because I was literally watching this thing like like a hawk yeah, the moment all of the shit hit no, the fan, not, right? Let's not talk about it too much, Steffi, because my PTSD will trigger <laughs> and I will yeah, exactly. go into epileptic shock. And um, <laughs> exactly. I, if I die in my car, my wife, yeah, she'll be super pissed about that but um, yeah it's no good but yeah anyway long story short but bruce yeah like um i'm in the same boat as you i'm like what is this guy doing like what's his motive why is he so weird why is he posting all this crazy wacky shit right yeah but then after we've like talked a lot like i understand his mindset like he's done all sorts of wacky shit like hang out in indian ashrams and like fucking like go to like yeah yeah all sorts of wacky ass stuff and by the way if he if he was making that up right I'd know it because I have some idea of like what all these different places look like. So like he's able to like be very, very specific about his stories of what he's done and where. He's either really well read or really well traveled or both. Regardless, he's extremely intelligent. There's no doubt about it. No question about it. Right. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. There are two, there are two Bruce's. Uh, So there's the, the esoteric Buddhist monk, um who likes to go and talk about squirting and sex sex spaces and stuff and there's also business professional minded bruce um the business professional minded bruce you know he sees opportunities and smells them out very well so like when he sees that through this play he's creating this large audience and suddenly it's like well look we can propel this thing we can continue and we can push lunk down into the stratosphere you know we can we can uh, we can use it to push marketing. We can bring more people into Cosmos. We can do educational spaces. But then, of course, the networking and business development comes into it, and suddenly, LunkDAO is kind of an entity. You oh, know? dear! That's, girl, that's where it's going. The, the, the thing that I just I can't get my head around is like I've joined. I've tried to join these LunkDAO spaces, and um, they're full of people that I I just don't know like how how he can spend a bunch of time talking to like is that well, what he, saying? Is <laughs> does this bring us back to the conversation earlier with uh king whale or whatever his name is the uh, guy the soundboard guy the, uh, the one no, that, uh, i think moon was going to say something moon you're about to say something 
Uh, I just said the fours and the degens. <laughs> yeah. So Tundra, the thing is like the the harnessing of like the meme coin energy, like the kind of like the crowd that just shows up just purely for speculation um is like a fun sort of set of insights it's like you 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 don't understand the mind of people until you like like hang out with it su them sufficiently in, in a way that like you're like wait you mean you really exist like how do you remember that pakistani like military general or some shit that came on right like he's like i'm buying uh i bought a bunch of luna classic he's got his little like picture of his kid on his shoulder and i'm like like dr drilling him about like what he does for the pakistani officer in the military or something he's like oh yeah like we're going to bring like, you know, I'm going to bring my family up, you know, using Lunk and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, OK. Hmm. So like a serious like DJ like, <laughs> you know, he's just like brand new to the whole thing. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And just like, I don't know where he got this like, like dreamer mentality about whatever coin. But it's amazing how people create these like interesting narratives for themselves about why they buy what they buy. But I think the 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 experience of being with people is really instructional. It's like. Like, oh, okay. Dude, I almost hmm. can't believe and, and like almost refuse to believe that like all 300 people in these spaces aren't just uh, coach alts, like just alt, alt accounts that coach spins up and then runs his voice through. <laughs> That's a what I thought. I thought. I thought Grover, I thought Grover was a coach alt here. I thought Grin was a coach alt. Actually, almost none of them have been except for a few. That's just hilarious. I thought Addy was a coach. I, I, Addy, before today, Maybe I've seen you before, but I literally thought you were coach alt, like a hundred percent. In fact, I know definitely that Madison is a coach alt, right? So, fuck, I, you're never so safe. So we're back to you're... the thing where you see just what level you're at. That's, that's what you're seeing. You're just seeing bots everywhere. This is your level of yeah. mindset. Yeah, no, like no, this is old. one of his things. You project. You receive what you project, right? You and it is true. This asshole. Sorry, I'm like in a grocery store. These people are probably freaking out. I'm like swearing in this grocery store. Um, <laughs> this this guy, like he's like fuck. He's like sixty four point five percent serious, and or kidding, and thirty three point five percent not kidding, right? Or thirty four percent whatever. Have you ever seen the Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Sherlock Holmes where he like disguises himself as all these different people? That's how you make him out the sound, bro. Like one yeah. minute he's an old lady, one minute he's just just random woman. I think ultimately, at the end of the day, everybody's not for everybody, and coaches just might personality just might not be for you. I think there are certain people that understand his personality type, and obviously, you know, people have tried to break it down before you, but it's not making sense to you. And just to sum it up, everybody's not for everybody. Maybe this is like a weird example, and you guys definitely like follow him way more than I do. But like, look at a figure like like Elon Musk. Nobody's doubting that he's a super smart guy. Like he's definitely really smart. But he also like some of the shit he puts on the internet is just like it's just like funny. And I think that's why people that aren't even like really into whatever the hell he's doing, like business on his business side, are like attracted to that personality because it's like fun. But you can also tell that they're super smart. So I think it's like that. Like it's not like. Like, I think he sees the the benefit of, like, being a personality that people like to interact with and like to engage with. Like, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be like something else going on. Like, no, it's, I, it's I a agree. marketing thing. To be right. I wouldn't I wouldn't sit in a space for over an hour if I thought coach was just some babbling idiot. The other funny like, thing that would be a big waste of time. What's really funny is so, like, I guess he would he used to hang out in some of the like spaces I used to do related to Luna and this and that. And like. 
when Jimmy, myself, or like what uh, Donku or some other people are chatting, right? And um, he'd always have his little Crypto Susana account hiding there, lurking in the bottom. I'm like, hey, Susana, come up here and talk. I have questions for you, right? Like, because all the funny yep. shit he posts. Yep. And how he ended up deciding that he would come and like hang out with me more often is kind of mysterious. But actually, I think he kind of sensed like there is some like kindred spirit kind of thing between myself and him. It's kind of weird. Like, like I, I understand enough about cognition and like what he's doing that he's like, I think he got the sense that like, I, I probably would pretty much be able to like, like maybe like I'm the logical side and he's like the fucking crazy side, but we have like this like understanding of each other's like mindset. It's just very weird. It's like, I feel like uh, he's like a, like a brother from another mother kind of type of thing. It's very well, when like, he, strange. When, vibe. When, when he actually first started doing spaces, there would be like four people in these spaces and he would have the voice, or sorry, oh my God, voice modulator on and it wasn't his actual voice. And Grover, you were there. You were there. I remember in like couple space at the very beginning of this whole thing. And I was like, this is weird. I am not going to sit sit and listen to this guy with a voice modulator talk about the skeletal structure. And mm, peeing, peeing from his pee hole. Yeah. How did yeah. we figure out, how did we, he finally decide to actually stop using the modulator both on like his Twitter voice well, thing it's and because... also spaces? It's because he realized that if, if you use a voice modulator, people think that you're fake or you're not, you know, it's, it's less genuine. Um, people relate to you more if you use your real voice. So then why so, did he start with it in the first place? And he kept breaking. Anyway. Because they were really funny. The, the only reason those spaces started was because we both put the squeaky voices on and I was just crying. Like, I was like, why has Apple created these, uh, Twitter, whatever, created these voices you can't even understand. Like it was so funny, like like running running this back because that's the first time I like oh, we really see, spoke. Uh, okay. using the squeaky voices. So um, well, fair enough, fair enough. I, I <laughs> thought it was to hide the identity. I thought there was a more. See, look, man, I'm projecting. Like, well, like he, you, he's like got you said he's got normal business interests and stuff, right? So it's like if if people recognize him, you know, like whatever, like. Maybe it's it's not it's not a net positive for his business to be funny online and shit, right? It's like so well, that, it's like yeah, you can't really like be yourself. It's the same thing. It's like why I stay anonymous largely is because like you know I mean if if I get docs, it's not a big deal. Like nothing's gonna happen. Like 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 there's nothing, almost nothing I can do that I could get fired or something or whatever. But like because I mostly just work because I want to. But um, the the at the end of the day, it's like um, if your like career or professional thing is like going to be affected you're going to think twice about kind of like what you say and how you say it and whatever and you just can't be free to like just play around right it's, that's how it's one thing been a validator what's that since i've been a validator like been running valid you know being a validator and stuff like ever since i started doing that on, on luna i sit and i worry constantly that someone's going to try and like figure out who i am in real life to try and you know like hack my damn validator you know wallet and stuff oh i see yeah you don't want to be a target. Yep. That's some of it too. Like if you have something to lose, right? Like you, your ability to like um, sort of like be a little bit uh, funny or raunchy or whatever in public definitely changes. The equation changes entirely. It's the same thing like on certain apps. Like for example, if you have like a position that's well known somewhere, like you can imagine uh, like using Tinder to date would be a bad idea for example, like, uh, so there's all sorts of examples of this where like, depending on what you have to lose, it makes no sense to do certain things. Okay. All right. So, so another question that I've had for you guys, so I've been 
watching the emergence of this whole Lunk Dao thing and the whole Luna community post crash. And it's a, it's a little, um, what's the word? Like, it's like an out of body experience for me watching it, honestly. And it's, it's hard for me to really, uh, you still really got like, PTSD from a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. Your heart still um, races yeah, and you just don't feel good. It's not just that I got wrecked. It's that my, I would, okay, sorry. Um, it's that I was, I was friends with everybody. I knew everybody and everybody knew me. And, uh, you know, I, I left my job. We, you know, you know, kind of some of my story, right? Sebby? So yeah, sure. Like it was, and still is like part of my life that I have a hard time grappling with, um, still. And, and like watching people push forward, even though like personally, I still view Doe, man, I still view Doe as being largely not a super positive actor. Um, in, in many respects, in some respects, you know, he wasn't the worst person in the world, but in, in a lot of things, I think there, there's definitely issues. And so it's been hard for me to watch this whole Luna thing had like start up again because community things start up again, because like, I haven't fully forgave a lot of the stuff that, it, that happened. Um, I don't know if I'm making sense right now, but, uh, yeah, sure. Of course. Like, yeah, you, you, it's like certain things that, uh, like if you get burned bad enough, right. You just like, it's not easy to forget. It's like literally a PTSD and, type of situation. Yeah. And, and exactly. And like just to see people still talking about Luna and Lonk, it's, it's sort of pain. It is, it's not sort of, it is, pain, it's straight up painful for me. But um, at the same time, all these people, you, you didn't do anything wrong, Steffi, and neither did Jimmy, but yeah, you guys are still talking about Lunk. And same with this uh, coach, Spergoid. So anyway, fuck. Um, how, how are you feeling well, about Luna w- with, and, and, and all this stuff with uh, the, the Doe tweeting? Or, yeah, he tweeted the emoji, the building emoji. Like, so what are you thinking about Luna right now? I kind of looked at it. I kind of looked at it this way. I didn't actually see his tweet, but I, I need to look at it and see what he said. But like, what what happened to me was like the the gang all decided somehow. I think I don't know, maybe Bruce and some other people. I don't know who it was. Suddenly nominated me to be on this council for the emergency funds allocation thing for Luna Two. So like yeah, yeah, a yeah. bunch. So myself and Karma and a few other people are doing this thing, right? So I've been sort of dragged into it and I felt bad not doing it because I was like, well, I don't know. Do I really have the time for this? And I sort of like semi don't, but I, I, I don't enjoy necessarily like digging through all those things and like, you know, upsetting people because you're, you're actually, hand, you know, like people are sending you these things and you're supposed to send them money and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's, it's a it's kind of a like not the type of thing I normally would do. But I was like, all right, well, you know, I felt bad because like I talked about Luna and then like the shit hit the fan. And like some people got wrecked. So I was like, all right, let's see what I, what I can do to help out. Right. So I'm just sort of like helping with that thing. So I've been kind of paying attention to what's been happening on that just because like as a point of service. Right. I'm not getting paid anything for doing it or whatever. I'm just sort of like trying to, you know, to do something to sort of like give back to the community or whatever because they got wrecked. And then the Luna Classics is the same situation. I'm, I kind of feel semi obligated. I'm like, well, you know, I'm not the type of person that fucking ducks and covers if like something doesn't go well, right? If I was involved with Luna and like maybe, you know, people bought it because I had talked about it or something like that, then, you know, which I'm sure people did because that's just how it works in this sort of space, right? Like you talked about GMX, I might go buy some or whatever, but that doesn't mean I'm going to sit and blame you. But at the same, if something ha- bad happens, but at the same time, not everyone thinks that way. 
And, you know, like um, if you can kind of like do some things, help some developers out, like kind of get to a level where like maybe people are made, um, maybe not necessarily whole again, but like at least sort of like get their faith in humanity restored. I think that's a good enough outcome for me. Like, I don't think necessarily like, um, you know, there's a guarantee that everything no, but that, be perfect. All but. right. So that all makes sense. That, that totally makes sense. But, but the, the, the notion that Doe should have a second chance or that, that, that Luna should, you know, be built again and, or whatever, that's the part that I, it's hard for me to look at that and think that's a good that's a good idea. See, like, that's, that's a good I, I see it for... from a, I see it from a different angle, man. Like, like I'll give you, uh, I'll tell you why. So what I do, so my basic field is like critical care medicine. And so the normal, the norm in critical care medicine is there's an approximate mortality of it, like 20 to 30% of all people that come to an intensive care unit die. Right. It's very, very easy to blame me because your family member died because like a lot of people die in this space. Right. It's not like, it's not like the, like a lot of people have really bad things happening to them and they are literally coming to die. Right. Like no matter what I do, but it's not easy for, it's not hard for people to blame me for doing it. It doesn't matter how smart I am. It doesn't matter like what my like medical credibility is or any of that shit. Right. My skill level, these things don't matter at that moment. It's easy to sort of lash out at me. So it, what I'm saying is it's easy for me to put myself in those sh shoes and go, wait, you're handling a complicated thing. You know, on the one hand, you have to sp speak with like bravado and shit on crypto, Twitter and whatever, because like, that's just what people do here. Like, it's just I find crypto Twitter to be very funny in that way. Like that sort of like um, crypto bro ethos or whatever the fuck it is, like is pretty common here, like among lots of different people. And I found that like that was just sort of the norm. And it's like you had to he had to do this like thing to get credibility in the space, whatever that is. And sometimes it's like you know, um, like, you know, fighting with people who are rich and this and that and like arguing with them and say, you know, like, so making these like bets and all this other bullshit is sort of like, um, you know, if he doesn't take the bet, it's like, oh, I'm saying that, like, you know, my chain is not good enough. If he does the take the bet, it's like, oh, like, you know, you're gambling and like the whole all that thing. Remember, like, so with him, I kind of put myself in his shoes and I say to myself, look, like, would I have done it any better? Like, you know, I'm going to be blamed no matter what happens if something bad happens. Um, so I don't really take that maybe as uh, personally against him as you might, like I have a different what if, view. What, of what if you, what if you knew, what if you knew that he cashed out billions of dollars? So what? But I feel like, I feel uh, that like Mike Novogratz did the same thing, right? Like they kind of, every you know, billionaire does. Yeah. They sold all sorts, sold, sold all sorts of Luna at, you know, at high levels, like a hundred bucks plus. And then come afterwards and say, oh, we took some risk off the table or whatever it is. And um, so, like, he wrote up the community all the way to the top and used them as exit liquidity as well, right? So, it, like, you can't just blame one person. There's a series of actors that did the same shit. I think so, he's talking about the fat man allegation, Sefi, where he siphoned money out that he wasn't supposed to siphon out. In, well, you know, half of that no is bullshit anyway. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about um, that he siphoned out money that he wasn't supposed to siphon out. I'm saying that he, over the course of the lifetime of Luna, is that is that Tundra or me? <laughs> uh, no, it's no, I think it's Tundra. Mike, can you hear me? Tundra's been banned. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're yeah, back now. That was Jack Dorsey. He was uh, shutting my fucking Twitter down. Um, not doesn't want me to talk about this apparently. Uh, 
Yeah. So there was some number of billions that would have made at least done a dent in making people whole in terms of UST and Doe cashed out. Not, um, this isn't fact. This is just what I've heard cashed out billions. Um, maybe I shouldn't even be talking about this, but uh, yeah, like enough money to where it would have helped people that got hurt and all this stuff. And, um, and I haven't seen a return of those funds in any way. And uh, in part, I think because if, if there was an effort to push, push those funds back on chain, um, then it, that would be some degree of wire fraud, money laundering, you know, whatever. You, but, but so then he's putting his own legal protection over um, the damage that was caused to thousands. As he should. Okay. Thousands of people. I, I, I get a little triggered when I hear people come off mute and say, as he should, because um, it's not just as he should. I think there's been eight confirmed suicides over this. And when you talk about it, you really need to be mindful of the, of the fact. But this was, this was true tundra of even like the dot-com era, like tons of people lost shit tons of money in Apple, for example including my dad and uh like you know this, this, not, this led to substantial this, this depression this is not apple dude this is this is not apple this was actually this actually apple was worse no if, technically no, speaking dude. the dot com bubble was brutal man it was right, brutal tundra, to me there's two ways of looking at it one he was a business owner and he's doing self preservation right now and anyone in his position would do that I'm sure he feels guilty uh, if, if he did cause this well if, if his inaction caused this the second option is, and I'm honestly, I'm I'm upset for the families that did it. But no one should be putting their life savings into anything that is not stable, especially crypto. And if, if these people are doing this, they're taking the risk themselves. It's not Duke One's job to tell people, you know, you shouldn't put your life savings in there. That should be common knowledge for anyone. Like, you know, if, if you then I don't I personally think if Duquan is guilty, he should go to prison. But I don't know the facts. I'm not a fucking SEC investigator. Besides, I don't know which, even if he, even if, by the way, like there's nothing about the funds of TFL or anything else that they couldn't have uh, used for this purpose. I mentioned this many spaces. Like I said, look, TFL has a lot of funds compared to most other chains. It's one of the most centralized layer ones on the planet. And I said, like, if they did something with those funds, like decided to sell any substantial amounts, it's going to tank the market. And it's a risk we have to take. And actually, we know that they have those funds. In fact, forget about Do Kwan. If TFL them as a whole were to just sell any significant amount of their Luna at any point during that process, it could have tanked the market. There's just not liquidity for that. I've been quiet. I haven't really talked. But I'm a Luna 2.0 validator, okay? So when Luna crashed, that's when I stopped. I started getting in, like invested in like becoming a, a 2.0 validator. Okay, I know for a fact Doquan uh, has millions of Luna 2.0, and the reason I know this is because he's actually delegated to me his wallet. Okay, I have direct evidence from forum posts of his of him talking about his wallet address on like well before the Luna crash. And that wallet address is delegated to me and to my validator. Okay. You have that. So I know for a fact he wasn't selling all of his fucking. Yeah, he didn't do that. I, no, I know. I know. But hold on. Hold on. Then the TFL wallet. TFL was not supposed to get any Luna. Yep. Okay. Yep. 
at all. Now, there are a couple of wallets, one of which is also delegated to me. Uh, is a TFL wallet that wasn't supposed to get anything. And they haven't touched that wallet since it since the launch. So, Doquan, that I for, from what I know and from what I've seen, he hasn't sold a single Luna. I mean, maybe maybe okay, I'm not gonna say a single, but you know, I mean, he 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 still had that one million delegated plus the TFL wallet that had over over well over a, a half a million delegated Luna to me on my validator alone. So you we know, found the person profiting right. from the lunar crash. It's you. You're the one. You can oh, yeah, yeah, No, but I mean, like, in all seriousness, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, Moon's your is fault. There's that, and then there's all these rumors, you know, that and and just spreading that, in my opinion, doesn't help anybody because there's no evidence of anything right now, you know. And if he did do something wrong, and he did, you know, actually, you know, was committing massive amounts of fucking fraud and stuff, I think that. Let the investigators do their job. You know? Literally, was saying that a fat man today before he's like getting cults of followers. Were like, no, he needs to go to prison. It's, it's like yeah. people looking for blood. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you understand them. that I'm not going around like spreading. I could have done that if I. No, I know. I'm talking about other people. I've I've, I've heard the rumors. I mean, and, and we talk about clear, the moon. And, and just to be clear, and just to be clear, Moon, I could have done that. I was in a I was in a position to have done that. I could have gone and smeared dough all over every wall on Twitter. I could have been, I could have done that. Um, I didn't do that because I don't believe in, uh, I don't believe in, in attacking other people, even when you're down, you know, you're down horrendous, down yeah. infinite. I don't, I don't. I mean, Fat Man was doing this, yeah. like all yeah. after, and, and Fat, Fat Man came into the validator. Just like, check this shit out. Fat Man came into the validator discord, was in the private validator channel. And was asking questions about becoming a validator and getting like trying to figure out why nobody wanted to talk to him. I'm like, dude, you literally yeah. just tanked the market by like ten percent, and we just lost like ten percent of our money. You, you want us? You want our help? Get the fuck yeah, out of well, here. Fat man is ex exactly the opposite of me in that he does want to, you know, attack attack other people, and I don't think that it's necessarily the right way to go. Um, but some of the things he's doing is 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 okay. And other things he's doing, in my opinion, are, aren't okay. Um, it's just not my path. It, it's he's trying to stay relevant because if Luna Classic, like, and this is what I said to him earlier today when he replied, I was like, the only reason why you're still doing this is if Luna Classic and US, uh, I always fucking get the acronym wrong, USTC, uh, is it USTC if it is, recovers, a lot of people are going to be made whole, which means all of his allegations and all this bullshit he's coming out with, are irrelevant because you know the, the price has recovered there's something going on and he just could not accept that and neither can his followers and he he's got what 110,000 followers it's 110 yeah 110,000 followers from just smearing every fucking crypto person I, like you can possibly find I right? do think that have you I, seen I do think that there's room for a fat man and a Zach XBT maybe to potentially help with like an industry ethics or ethics compliance uh, uh, uh although a lot of the fat man stuff was just baseless allegations yeah, but though. what this is exact a, a lot here. of it a lot of it that are like that are like taking like you know shit and just totally making making it a, a fucking nothing like making it into a big deal yeah, yeah but you guys should see his tweets have you seen how he sucks up to vitalik on ethereum he literally every post he sucks up to the motherfucker the guy that won't talk about rap luna won't talk about where Rap Luna should be following based on the corner. But you know, everyone else is a fucking scam artist, but all the Ethereum rug pulls, no, no they don't matter to him, man. He, he, fat man can support that shit. Seffy, it's so fucking like. Seffy, when you, 
So I have, a, I have a quick question for Tundra. Tundra, let me ask you this question. Something I was going to say earlier, but I, I didn't. Sure. I was going to let you guys talk. So if it like if it comes out that like, and, and I don't know if it ever will, but like this is kind of how I see it currently. You know, I, I give I give Doquan the benefit of the doubt. You know, and I think that everybody should have the benefit of the doubt. It's kind of like an innocent until proven guilty kind of thing. Like if it comes out that that Luna Classic crashed due to a nefarious actor, you know, selling off, um, you know, and yanking out, uh, selling off a massive amount of, of, of UST at the same time that, that Tara was doing it, you know, because Tara was doing it for legit reasons, right? They were doing it for legitimate reasons. It wasn't bullshit reasons they were doing it for. And, you know, this is what caused the initial depot, mm-hmm. right? So let's say that that comes out and that's what happened. And Doquan wasn't at fault in the sense of like, you know, he wasn't doing anything wrong, like intentionally wrong, trying to hurt people, right? I mean, would that change your mind about about Doquan? Um. Well, yeah. Or, or do you think that he should suffer and pay regardless because of an accident? I, I just have more information than a lot of people do. Um. I, I, Sefi, you said a lot of this stuff that. Fat Man Terra claims, or that Fat Man Terra says, are baseless claims, and I have on good, good, good information that, that a lot of them are aren't actually baseless claims, and I don't really want to talk about it because I, like I just got done saying, I I don't feel personally like it's my responsibility to to tear other people down in this world in my life. Um, I don't want to focus on, I don't want to be Fat Man Terra. Um, I want to build and create and grow myself and, and people around me. I have no interest in, in, uh, in prosecuting people, um, at all. But, uh, no, I, I know more about Doe than probably than al- almost anybody. Uh, a lot of people, not, you know, not his innermost circle, but I, I was a builder, helped build a protocol, uh, on Terra. And it was the first protocol to launch after Coal 5. And I was there since Mirror launched. I was in, heavily involved in Terra just as a end user, as a um, community member. Since, since uh, Mirror launched and you could get like 350% APR on the Tesla UST farm. Um, you know, I, was at, I, was, I stayed up all night for Anchor's release. Uh, and it, it got pushed back because there was... Anyway... Uh, I know more than a lot of people do, and Doe isn't as innocent as people think he is. Um, I'm not he's not a psychopath. Saying if it came out that crashed for the reason that the no, crash no, happened I'm, wasn't. No, I'm not not really concerned about that. It, it, there is nothing to come out about that. the The crash itself wasn't wasn't because of Doe. I mean, there in the dark. In, okay. In the dark. That's what I was yeah. No. I, it was inadvertently, but but only because he revealed the specifics around the Bitcoin position that they held, and the um, uh, and and the timing for the four pool, and 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 just general like communication mistakes, like Doe being an asshole on Twitter and stuff. Like I I do attribute blame to Doe for for things like that. But in terms of like the the actual DPEG event itself, um. No, there was nothing. The, to my knowledge, there was nothing malicious that was done by TFL or anyone at TFL that uh, that caused the the um, the the death the death spiral. 
Yeah, it's I, I think the thing is like it's question of like I think in your mind it's like you have to figure out, all right, like if I can't verifiably ever prove like for sure someone did or didn't do something wrong, like um like in your mind, like pinning your tail on that donkey, the problem is like it's like it, it creates this like um like i don't know it's like wh where do we kind of have this scapegoat for whatever happened well, like, right? Seppi, so i like, know that he's i know that he's done other things wrong that are like just bad things like things that people shouldn't do to other people like like core devs on anchor getting completely screwed out of their ink allocations like like him breaking promises to people and not not committing like do, doing things that i would consider to be um unethical business uncool. Un, un, unethical yeah. business practices and and so okay. when i when i and those things I, well remember remember that time he made fun of me for have, suggesting we we chat with adam back remember the, that like no, these these that's the time that i that like i was like wait why is he attacking me these for things, like, what the fuck these things are 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 not uh maybe he did to me i know i i know for a fact that a lot of that stuff happened and and because i know that like because i know a lot of that stuff has happened it's it's really not in inside of me to like just forgive him and move on because i could live with the collapse if i felt like he was generally a good person outside of this and i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to say that he's a bad person i, I want to make that type of judgment but he's done things that i from my own business ethics I would not consider to be ethical and, and uh, got it. So you, basically you, in other words, you fundamentally feel like he has it within him to do kind of like nefarious shit because you've seen I, a few well, things. I, I definitely think he's a fucking psychopath. I know, I, I know that he's <laughs> done bad things to people and, and, uh, and I, because of that, I don't necessarily want to give him the benefit of the doubt or anything really. I just want to like, I just don't want anything to do with him. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. I'm not sure uh, you, there's one of his ults. He wasn't like, just like doing bad things to his ults. You know, Duquan. Just having lots of people and interacting with them, you know. I'm gonna head off in a minute, but Tom, I just wanna say I can kinda hear like the distraught, like how upset you are with this whole situation, anyway. So cheers for actually speaking up doing that dude, because it did sound like pretty hard for you to do man like honestly. And I'm not saying that in a piss take way, like genuinely like hats off to you, dude. Uh thanks, man. Yeah, it's like I, so. I think each of each person's like deals with these kind of drama in their own way, and I think like for me, it's like I don't know. It's like if if I can help the crowd out a little bit, I'm like fine. You know, I'll I'll help however you, people want to the extent that I can. Like you know, we're all kind of like little nobodies in the grand scheme of things, right? So it's kind of like in the uh, it, it's it, we can only do what we can do, right? I mean, I I have I have uh, like. 14,000 Luna that's stake that that's uh, I can't access that's in my wallet because that's what was in my that's that's what was in in my wallet when the when when everything happened and uh, I I had like UST borrowed against my Luna um, I could have done a bunch of things like I could have uh, I could have taken like my borrowed UST and like shorted Luna or even like just sold it off and converted it like I I, I guess I had done a little bit of that like a couple nights prior. Um, not because I thought we were going to die, but because I thought we were just going to go down further. Um, but uh, yeah, man, like, 
in my head at the time, I was thinking like, all right, I'm going to have tax events if I just do anything with this, this money. And there's no guarantee. Like what if I try to go through the bridge and it just doesn't work? Or like, what if I like lose, lose that money? And then like now the IRS thinks that I owe them like 400,000. Like, I don't know. I, my, my head mm-hmm. was, my head was like going crazy. And, and I also didn't want to be part of, I didn't want to like contribute to, um, like there were things that we had to do like from, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I, I was talking to myself. I was like, oh yeah, that's going to be my life. The whole 400,000 IRS crap is yeah. Luna shot. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so, and, and so I didn't do any, I didn't touch much with that. Now I, I literally don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with any of that stuff. Like I got an airdrop. What am I taxable? Is that a taxable event? I got an, an airdrop after I lost like one, like over like, yeah, a fuck ton of money, like multi seven figures in, um, like in Luna. And now I have to pay taxes on this airdrop. Like how, how are they going to, how are they going to tax people on that? You know, I, I'm not reporting that airdrop as a, there's no way I'm, I'm not like I, I literally lost millions of dollars. You're, like, you're, you're, you're in America. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like I don't report anything that's not in Coinbase. There, there is no fucking way that I'm going to report anything. Yeah, dude. I am like, it, it makes me so irritated because I still, so I filed an extension last year and I, but I paid, thank God I paid my taxes at the beginning. I just, I just pushed the extension out. So all I have to do, is file right but like Sefi, we were talking about this a long time ago like going through all the anchor transactions all of that shit like how i don't even think i could get myself to look through these transactions let alone like get it right and submit this shit to the can you, can you generate a capital loss gain no or not really loss? i mean my entry point okay. for luna was like five dollars so um no I, I don't really think i can I, you know, I bought all the way up, but, but no, I don't think I have much to, to say in terms of, I don't want to claim t- capital losses. I just want them to leave me the fuck alone. That's what I want. I want to be left alone and I want to build your ship and move to Lisbon. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm, I literally am talking to my wife. Like, yeah. So I, um, I helped build this protocol on Terra called Nexus and, uh, you know, who knows, maybe in the future I'll get a knock on the door by some shadowy uh, figure in a trench coat with a fucking Yeah, pistol. some kind of minority report thing. Like, uh, they're gonna need psychics in a pool. You've seen a minority report. Well, I, I think I think now everyone here knows that you understand, like, why um, Satoshi is anonymous. <laughs> like, yeah. I think if there's, like, uh, like who in the fuck would want to have to no, and uh, and, and deal with this yes, as a founder yeah, or otherwise, right? Imagine Tundra. Imagine Tundra if people blamed you for something that happened on Nexus, they, right? They, they, so, they, well, they haven't. They haven't really. But but people are distraught. People have been distraught. People were hurt on a platform that I helped build, and you know, and that I mean that doesn't feel good. And and also I know that um, I was handling comms i was the person handling comms the whole time and comms were really important you know every part of the comms strategy and plan was was very important um, yeah 
like like for example tundra like remember when sort of nexus first came out and like the coin price really pumped like crazy yeah. there was just too much money on terra and everyone's just yep. going crazy yep. and basically they pumped the price up like crazy because it was relatively illiquid just the way that the release happened and remember all of the message that came back to like nexus like oh like you know, I lost a bunch of money because right. I bought at the top or yeah. whatever, and it went down like 90% or whatever the and, hell it was. Exactly. And there's not really much yeah. protection in the way of a founder to say, well, but but the thing is, dude, when, when Terra died, Nexus was, or Psy was like 3.5 cents. Um, so it was like three and a half X, the, what the, uh, what, whatever it was, the, um, you know, the public, the, the public sale event. Uh, it was still like people still, even at the quote unquote bottom were three and a half X on whatever they bought in at. And it, at one point it was like 40 cents, like something silly, but yeah. It's a- sure. Sure. But it, it, that's just like me saying though, like, like since I bought Luna at five bucks and now it's at five bucks, like whatever I have is you know like even let's say, um, but, it, but it depends on when you bought in of how much vitriol someone's going to yeah. have against you. Well, right. So a, like if someone bought Luna at a hundred and now it's at five, obviously they're not happy. As, right? as a founder, you don't have much protection because at least if you're, if, if you're a public company, IPO, whatever, you know, you're protected in a lot of ways. But here, if let's say enough people got pissed at Nexus and they really made a bunch of noise and, and, and said like, Oh, these, these guys were, were scammers this was malicious look like you know this was this was in done in in bad faith then then what what but like i i literally i got on spaces specifically right and i defended nexus i got on there and i said look um like just because all of you idiots went and bought like way too quickly and pushed up the price to ridiculous levels and you bought at the wrong time like you don't blame protocols for this this is just the nature of this thing and people just didn't get it right like you know how this is like financial literacy is like is questionable for a lot of people. And so I specifically defended the protocol that it like, you know, the protocol does what it says it does. It works. It's not some sort of rug pull. It doesn't have any. Of I would features, go a step further right? Seth, because yeah. for me, pull back for me, it was, uh, I was the person like I said, Bob, just oh. sorry, moon. We're cutting. Oh, no, 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 my bad. Sorry. No, I was just telling Bob, he, he had his hand up. I was trying to let him talk. No, no, it's actually for Tundra, so he can definitely finish his statements before I ask. Well, I was just going to say, like, like I said, I was I was handling comms and um, and uh, there were times like I retweeted a couple times like the there was like the you guys remember the Island Boys thing like Island <laughs> Boys like there was, Island yeah, Boys. Yeah, yeah. there was an Island Boys ca- uh, cameo for Nexus at some point and um, and it was so funny and I remember seeing it and I was like, we didn't pay for that. We did not pay for that. Nobody on our team uh, reached out to the fucking. I don't even know how to. I've never used Cameo. I don't know how to use Cameo. <laughs> like I forget yeah. who did that. Um, someone did one for Luna for Doquan. Yeah. Someone did it for yeah. Nexus. Some I, one of the guys. I can't remember I, who it was, but I remember and, chatting with. Anyway, them. so I retweeted that, uh, or we retweeted that, and um, you know, had some. I, I had some fun. I always have been having fun on my personal uh, account, right? But in terms of the Nexus account. We never did anything like, oh, Psy is like a great value here. Like Psy is like that. That's you know you want to buy Psy or go buy Psy or any marketing like that. N- never. I mean, you can read through the whole fucking. It's all it's all there still. We haven't deleted anything. You can read the whole history of Nexus and nowhere did we. You know, there was no pump and dump component of it. People just 
got super excited because it was the first protocol that was launching after Pull Five. And um, anyway, I'm sort of rambling, but yeah, Bob, what were you, what were you gonna say? Okay, so I mean, um, just listening to everything that you were saying earlier, I definitely you know understand where you're coming from. Well, actually, I, I don't in a sense that I know you lost you know like you stated seven figures when it came to Luna. Um, so I don't know if you can even do this, but from a I guess non-emotional, unbiased point of view, is there a potential way for a path forward that you could see? And again, I know you've been through a lot and I know you know things that a lot of us don't know. Yeah, I um, I didn't just lose the seven figures of my own money that I had in Luna. I lost, uh, I never received a single Psy token from, from Nexus. Uh, from from nexus we're supposed to get our unlock team the team the team unlocks were going to happen in like october like october of last year uh and they never happened so and that would have been like a lot uh, you know significant amount of 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 money so it was just it's a lot bob um in terms of your question in terms of your question about uh do i see that forward um you know, I'm not the I'm not the uh, center of the universe. It's very it's very um, uh, I'm I'm very aware that I'm not the center of the universe. And Luna and Doe and whatever community is b- being built there around that now, they're not looking for my approval on if it's okay to continue to build or if Doe should continue to build. I'm just a guy. I'm some I'm just one person in this in on this fucking bird app. Uh, even on the call right now we're we're around there's probably a hundred people here or whatever so um so i don't know if there's a path forward in terms of if i'm going to be a part of it i i would say the answer is is no uh for now you know if i if if things change i'm always open to things changing and 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 i i don't want to um i don't want to say that i, I never want to say never so bob i would say i don't want to say never for me personally uh, maybe it happens in the future where something can be built again. Um, but it's really going to be up to Doe and the, and the rest of the community if they if they can figure out a way to make it relevant again. And I don't know. I mean, it's so speculative. Like, you're you're basically hoping that Doe stays out of prison and and he's able to come up with a good enough idea to where Luna can you know attract people again. It's an uphill battle. I will say that it, it feels like an uphill battle. Um, there's other things now that I'm interested in. Like I think Arbitrum is interesting. Uh, I think GMX is Kujira. Yeah. I think Kujira is really fucking interesting. Um, some of the things with Kujira, I'm a little sensitive to like the fact that they're not fully open sourced, I think is a little off putting to me, but you know, I can, I, I haven't done my full due diligence there, but I think that I like those guys. I like those guys a lot what Grover's working on with say, I think is really interesting. So all of those things for me are much more exciting than Luna. Uh, just for my own, my own, um, point of view, those, those things that would be much more compelling to me than. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm like you, I have, uh, plenty of Luna airdrop and whatever still. So it, it would benefit me in a sense, uh, in a very material sense, if the price of the coin went up. So I'm not going to lie to you yeah. about that. And Luna Classic, I have very little. I, I hope the community does very well and all that. I'm not really too worried about how it does either way. 
And, um, but Luna have plenty of it and, uh, uh, like significantly more than you do actually in that respect, but still it's like, uh, but I, I'm with you. Like if I'm going to say like throw it, like money at something, um, you know, I think it's interesting talking to Luna and Luna classic community, but I'm with you that there's not a clear, like there's not a lack of risk necessarily involved. So um, of all the different things in the universe that you can throw your money at, am I saying, oh yeah, go like cheerleading to go buy uh, Luna or Luna Classic? No, not necessarily. Like there's not a single space that I've said, go buy it. Um, but I will say this. I yeah. will say this. I, I'm feeling more. Oh, by the, by the way, look up at the tweet I just posted at the top and look at the fat man uh, idiotic post that's up there now. And someone sort of like tagged me in there as if like I'm some sort oh, of culprit yeah. here. Don't worry, don't worry, bro. Don't, don't, it's it's I know, but like I mean, look, it's but this is the kind of me. shit you go through on nah, Twitter. I well, I know, I know, I know, 100. percent And people are pissed, dude. I don't want to get into the the whole thing again, but don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> I'm not. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's that's bullshit. But I would say this: I am more optimistic about crypto in general than than I have been over the past months, and I'm might even go so far as to say that i've ever been before uh there's so many things that i look around and i think wow that's that's really interesting that's really that's really compelling that that really gets me excited you know like i'm looking around and i'm like i want to own so many different things i want to own um nfts i know you guys might not like nfts as much i'm really into nfts i i really like what i'm seeing from some of the DeFi stuff we just talked about with Kujira and GMX and some of the, some of the other things, uh, say, you know, eventually. And I'm really excited about ETH. Like just as a hard money, I think ETH has, um, has a lot of potential because, uh, it's going to be energy, um, energy efficient. And it's, it's one of the most decentralized assets in the world. It's not Bitcoin, but it's, it's up there in terms of decentralization. We could argue about that, but I think that's, that's pretty. It's. I think it's a. That's a. It's a. It's either yeah. a valid take or a well uh, believed, well enough believed take, right? Because yeah, it has some Lindy. It, it's achieved. I think. Some uh, sure, sure, and I think it's a matter of like, um, if you stay optimistic, you tend to be an optimistic person. You'll find the interesting things in life. They'll sort of like you'll keep searching, you'll keep digging, you'll keep like staying hungry, right? Um, you know, yeah. in a sense, like staying curious. I think that's really important, but that also doesn't mean, by the way, anybody in this room, like, like take it to mean that just because we mentioned some coins that that means that they're a good price to buy or some shit like that. Yeah. Like that's like this no. assumption that gets made by people that, oh, look, like there's some people that seem credible. They seem kind of smart. They're talking about some shit. Like all of a sudden that means that it's at a, like some kind of good price or you should throw I, your life savings into yeah. it. It's amazing how crazy fucking idiotic people actually are. Okay. Um, well, as far giving, as these things, you know, like, thanks for giving that, that disclaimer, Sefi. Yeah, this is this is not financial advice. Do your own research. Not financial advice, but um, no, I just I, I think that like there's a lot going on that I'm excited about, and um, and it just makes me happy and happy to be here, happy to be involved in this space. Uh, I'm 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 dipped my toes into many different arenas of crypto. You know, I'm I'm pretty involved within the Board API Club community. I know everybody in Luna. Um, now I'm studying the other parts of Ethereum, like Layer Two stuff. I know all about Cosmos, um, and I'm just want to be. I just want to kind of know a lot about this stuff and really be a student of it. 
And I think right now it's a great time to be a student because prices are down. Um, you know, you can learn and put yourself in a position to uh, take advantage when when the capital does flow back, because it will, in my opinion, not financial advice, but I think that that crypto has a bright future and there's a lot to be excited for. So maybe that's my positive note. I have rambled on a lot, but um, going from like the negative and all the pain to like ending on more of a positive note, like there's so much to be excited for. And I'm just, I'm just happy to be here and, and, and have a chance to be a student, to be, to put myself in a position where I can be involved with some of this stuff uh, in the future. Thank you. Yeah, cool. Uh, uh, Carrie, did you, or Bob, uh, or Bug, I'm sorry, uh, any comments or stuff? You guys are hanging around. Yeah, this sounds like an old school space, an old school Luna space. It's kind of nice. The <laughs> a couple people in here that I recognize. I'm like, what's going on? Hi, Addie. Hi, Sefi. Um, Tandra, I think it's awesome that you're like open to learning. I think there's just so much to learn right now. It's wild. Like every day, I feel like, you know, I'm so far behind you and Sefi, but it's like, I get, I feel like mind blown every day, um, looking at different technologies and, and just, it's, it's an amazing time, but it does sound like a lot of people are approaching projects differently, staying humble, staying like really wide eyed open, um, and just trusting themselves more than they're trusting people necessarily from the internet, even though, you know, I still listen to certain people who are more educated than I am, but, um, yeah. I just got you just got to do the things that are right for your family at this point. Yeah. And Bug, what's up, man? Uh, I, I guess. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. What's up? Good to be here. I, just, I guess I just wanted to add, you know, since this is the uh, free asparagus space that, you know, that, that man has made crypto Twitter and crypto in general a, a lot more fun for me over the last few weeks and months. You know, I think like many people, I was pretty down after the whole lunar thing, like, you know, I'm financially and emotionally. and, and uh, you know, being able to come onto these spaces and all these different iterations of Slippery Rick and Coach Bruce and Humble Man and whoever else have just sort of made the space a lot more fun and helped me to realize I don't have to take everything as seriously and, and just be able to, yeah, come here and have fun with it. Yeah, and I, I, there's a lot of people that, uh, like, message Bruce and they're like, oh, like, you know, like, uh, you know, you, you know, you, you brought me out of the kind of this funk and all this kind of thing. And um, there's some people that actually were that, uh, you know, picked up Luna classic when he's like, you know what, I'm going to like make a validator on, on this thing and like do it. And I'm going to have some fun and post some like funny little memes and goofy shit. And they actually did well, like, like Luna classic obviously went up quite a bit. So there's people that like, Oh, like, you know, I, I lost a lot, but I gained most of it back because of what you did, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not suggesting that like, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, everyone's going to do well, obviously, like some people buy to the top and then they'll go down and they'll be pissed at and whatever. Like, so that's just how it works. But, um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, uh, it's anytime you're talking about a, a speculative space where the price of things go up and down a lot, um, you do get uh, very emotional about it. Like the, the, the psychological impact is, is very intense when you have like more than 50% fluctuations in the price of something, uh, both on the upside and more so on the downside. Like psychologically, the simple thing to remember is like the pain of the drop is actually much more memorable than the euphoria of the pop. So like there, that, the, the psychology of all this is very well like, like established that 
the this is why like stock market traders for example are uh some of the most depressed people with high suicide rates um super high like it's it's because uh the psychologically loss is much much more difficult to handle than the gains so that's a very common thing very very common uh like you know stock market traders and like people that land on aircraft carriers are among some of the most like stressed out people um remember like in top gun one when cougar like you know like he gets all sweaty and he's like turns in his wings i'm sure everyone remembers that that happens and um it's like certain fields and certain like experiences are super super stressful like um especially like if uh substantial amounts of your livelihood are buried in that so yeah for for anybody that's doing anything in investing like you really should like think wait what do i make at work what can i afford to sort of invest in whatever i'm going to invest in and um like that should be done in some sort of cautious approach uh and like yeah nowhere has anyone that what like and there's not a space i have been in like not a one not in like over a year that anyone went in there and said, oh, yeah, like put all your life savings and blah, blah, blah. Like no one's ever said this. Like so the, the fact that people do it, despite the fact that nobody says this is interesting. Like um, like and the f crazy thing is like people do the opposite. You're like, oh, don't put your life savings in or something like that. And they'll do. Oh, like, you know, I'm going to get rich. though. you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to do it anyway. So like there's people that don't listen, even when you have like reasonable um, like not necessarily financial advice in the sense that you're some advisor, but just common sense like like, um, you know, common sense advice. People aren't like, no regulators are going to come at you and say, oh, you told people, you know, not to invest too much of their wealth in one thing. You're not a financial advisor. We're going to like knock you down. No, that doesn't ever happen. Like, you know, like uh, if you ever like, have you ever like talked to people at these agencies? They don't give a shit about that. Like, so, you know, it's not that you like reasonable sort of like language and reasonable discussion about um, financial things is, is perfectly legal. There's nothing special about it. And, um, like, there's no reason, uh, that like rational, like sane thoughts can't be spread on the internet or whatever. Um, otherwise what you get is all the irrational stuff. So we all, I think like mention these things, but like still people take it too far. I mean, there's no question about that. This is what David Glockenspiel was trying to explain to us the other night with his Glockenspiel legal defense, <laughs> which is right. that if you just don't say that you need, you like, if you just say, oh, looks like. Doge is going to uh, possibly break out soon. That's not the same as saying you should buy Doge because it's going to go up. Even though between the lines, if you look very carefully, he's saying something a bit like, but you should buy Doge now. What he's actually saying is uh, the opposite, the negative of that, or like the bits, if you were to invert that sentence, what would you be left with? The shadow of the sentence, which is, looks like it's going to possibly break out. What's breaking out? Well, people, people actually, Grover, uh, assume that like when you, so like, for example, like when I post like a, a, a ticker or something, right? Um, I don't actually even post the actual direction something's going to move. Like I literally don't say, like I say very little on there at all. And, um, you know, so if I'm going to provide some like sort of like opinion, I'll sort of clarify that it's like opinion or whatever. But like, if you like, I don't draw little arrows and say, oh, it's going to go here. It's going to go there. People just read into it. Like the moment you basically say, like post anything about anything, posit any attention is enough to make people buy things. It doesn't have to be actually like saying buy or sell. It's weird how that works, but like pe that's how people act. People lean towards get rich quick. I mean, if you, I, you're, I don't know how old you are, Steffi. I'm pretty sure you're close to my age, but like 
I'm sure anybody here who's like older than 35 or around 35, like can remember back in like the nineties, the old, remember the old infomercials of like all the get rich quick shit that would be on TV at late at late at night, late night TV, you know, like, Oh, getting into fucking real estate or selling fucking vitamins. I mean, just stupid shit like that. Right. Like, yeah, people, we've, we've had space discussing would, that specific yeah, thing. People, people would buy this shit, man. And like, this shit they, yeah, I mean, this kind of shit is just so stupid. And, I mean, crypto is no different. You know, it's it's exactly the same thing. You, you say one little thing about something and somebody and, you know, somebody's going to go take that and run with it. And, you know, it's like uh, I have my friends and stuff all the time. Like they're asking me like, oh, you know, what do you think about this? What do you, and I don't even want to tell them anymore. I don't even want to give them an opinion, you know, because like, yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I mean, oh, dude. I, I'm not always right, you know, and I don't want them to lose money. I'm going to feel bad if they lose money. You know? So um, I have a couple of friends and I said to them, hey, there's this thing called Kuji. It's like a, there's like a, a public sale. When was it? Like last summer. And they were like, oh, sweet, sweet. And I was like, yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll look after the thing. Yeah, you just send me the UST and then I'll put it in and then I'll send you some, some Kuji tokens. And they were like, sweet, sweet. So like, um, you know, obviously the whole thing explodes. And now they're asking me, oh, how do I, how do I get my Kuji tokens, man? And now I have to explain to them how to get a Kepler wallet how to like <laughs> fucking translate shit they're only across. getting like like how many know. do they get because i i, I oh. actually don't know how many they get from that uh well right. they kind of split it up and they split it between them and got maybe like three thousand kuji tokens each for 500 bucks or something i can't remember okay well that's not that was deep. like the public sale i have fifty thousand kuji currently and like i'm super stoked about the release of usk and orca and shit today so yeah oh, morpheus is here i haven't heard from you in a long time man where, where, where you been Morpheus. Hey, hey! It's good to see the old crew. Yeah, I've just been doing <laughs> some uh, IRL shit, I believe. <laughs> um, good to see We're you, good. Sophie. Um, yeah, good. Ebag, Tindra, great to hear from the from the old crew. Uh, some of the familiar faces and the listeners as well. Um, yeah, no, it's just yeah, IRL stuff. Uh, I, I was I was thinking about I, I saw Mandy's the other day in the in the forum uh, in the in the you know these sort of spaces, and I was thinking about his security trip tips. Remember how uh, he had he always had a security yeah, he's tip. So paranoid, <laughs> he always gets everything stolen from himself too, which is weird. Like he's like the one giving the most security tips, but he seems to lose the most shit. It's really funny. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's that's what I was thinking. Of. And, and then I saw the I saw Phil the, the other day. I, I miss his um, um, Mio Trader um, spiels <laughs> along the way in the conversation. Yeah, Aspergoid was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, Aspergoid got his account banned uh, last night or this morning or whatever. So that's what we that's what's in the title right there. <laughs> like <laughs> he. He we were he was messing around and like he posted something and he called someone a gimp and next thing you know he's off the off of Twitter like it's like it's really stupid he got perma banned for the dumbest thing people say the craziest shit on Twitter too and they don't get banned so which is like the weird standards on this thing are ridiculous but yeah we're all missing Bruce right now and now we're rambling because like we're we're like we're we're, we're all waiting to hear him snicker again it's hilarious right so <laughs> yeah so, that's totally totally. The lesson from this is, is it's fine to be a uh, uh, female to male to female transgender witch uh, or a person who, I mean, what else? <laughs> like various things. But like, like the thing that he gets caught out with is, uh, is using like the word gimp, which to me is pretty innocuous. Uh, I, I thought that he'd get banned for the saying that women over 23, it's over for you. 
you're not fertile anymore post. I thought that would be the moment, but uh, no, it was now. Who knows? Who knows what? It's, it's entropy. A compilation of things, though, and then they just picked that because it was the easiest to kind of. It's like he's. You know, oh, you know, he had a billion like uh, what do you call it? Uh, like report. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he went to war. It's like he survived World War Two and then got taken out by a water gun in a sense. <laughs> a little Nerf gun. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's so funny. Yeah, we're gonna miss him. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. He's looking down on us from uh, from heaven right now. No, I mean, he's in prison. He's in prison. I told you we gotta send him some pinup photos. Bob has a selection of really good uh, pinups that he's gonna send him. Yep, and I keep them uh, gender neutral. <laughs> Just for him, right? That's funny. <laughs> so the bad thing so is, he... we were mourning your loss yesterday for like an hour. And it's just so weird. It actually <laughs> it's like I fell group. asleep for an hour and all of a sudden you miss me. That's good. He called did, you a uh, grandfather. <laughs> did he get his alts, his alts, uh, all 300 alts banned as well? Was was this like a complete purge? No, he doesn't have any alts. He, he doesn't have any alts accounts. Uh, uh, the, the only alts account Grover, he has is lockdown. Uh, uh, what? What are you talking about, Grover? First of all, Grover I thought was an alt. I thought Grover. Grin was an alt. He's not. Don't. Grin is actually a Mormon with four kids. I was like, wait, what? Grover, you just triggered me. You just triggered I'm me. Now. Talking about how. When you guys started doing the basement of the voice changes, I still thought Grover was an alt for a little while when you were both using the voice changer. <laughs> I thought he was like switching from phone to phone. Well, you know, man, I mean, a lot of people have said this. I don't know why. I think it's because we're both English. Um, but we still need to find the guy who did CZ voice. I want to find out who did CZ voice in the uh, recent Lung Tao interview. I thought that was a very good impression. Uh, and I'd really like to know who did it. <clears throat> he did that guy? Uh, go ahead, EXE. Go wait, ahead. wait, wait. So did, did, uh, did his get uh, banned or not? I got a complete answer. I don't think so. Grover to feed me some BS answer. Okay, so why is it, his Lunk Dow account did not? Medicine? Do you think his alter in here now? He's slacking off. What's he doing? Ooh, uh, uh, well, we, we can't know for sure, but uh, we never know if he's listening or not. So, best to pretend that he is or imagine he is and, and not say anything that might upset him um, okay. so that when he comes back, he doesn't get too cross. True, true. But yeah, we got to be loyal. Yeah, yes, I don't usually don't care if he's here or not. I, I usually say something or another about him one way or the other. So it's kind of, but he knows Eddie, like, I'm, I would expect, I would expect him to Eddie, be here. I just wouldn't want to when he comes back. No, <laughs> no, I have oh. not. I would just expect him to be here. Oh, I'm really curious to know what he looks like in person. He posted a picture of himself actually, but the problem is you can't figure out if it's actually him or not. He's Where probably he? pretty. I think he's probably cute. He's got a cute voice. Uh, yeah, I wonder what he looks like. Grover, have you met him? Have you met up for some some tea? A bottle of water, potentially. I bet he makes <laughs> <nice> tea too. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh my Grover. The you, best you gotta, sweet tea. You take yourself off mute, dude. Bottom left hand corner. Yeah. Oh, well, have we gone to meet up and have a bottle of water? If Grover can fake French voices, then uh, Tundra can fake British ones, right? We can all get banned oh, together or something. No, no, I'm not very good at faking accents at all, actually. And 
it's best we change subject. Is that a, is that a no or? Yes, that's a no. No, I've never met. I still want to uh, I still want to bring that guy back in that has that Barack Obama voice. That was amazing. That was really fun. But anyway, well, okay. I mean, actually, I'm, I'm just kind of deciding how much to share here um, because I don't know if he's here listening, and I don't want to give away too much information. But uh, fair to say that we saw quite a lot of each other. Oh, dude, that sounded like very sensual to me like extremely like uh yeah is that what you meant uh, i think grover's wife's uh, hoping that's not what he meant now she's asleep it's fine she's asleep in the other room um she might not be if i talk too loud actually yeah keep that she voice down. Exist. Under scream really details. loud scream like um grover's gay you know like no dude you, what, okay. No. What, that All right, was, don't do that. You, you ruined it, dude. Like, what the hell? Jesus. I think we're all waiting for details, Grover. Although I think uh, by now, Grover's wife's probably like, there's no amount of like debauchery or nonsense these people don't speak. So probably yeah, she'd be well, like, whatever. <laughs> she, um, yeah, and she just generally t- kind of tunes it out. I think it's all white noise to her at this point. Um, you know, just like the nonsense we talk about and the things, <laughs> just the sort of conversations that we have. I mean, she's she's listening and she's like, oh, Christ, are you talking about sex again? You know, pee holes and squirting and boobs and stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, this is kind of, this is just kind of fun. This is what crypto people do, like on a Saturday night or Sunday. Um, we just kind of sit here and we just talk about you know, like masturbation and, 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 uh, you know, what, what, what we're grateful for. And it's, uh, yes, it's pretty normal really in 2022. Well, it's certainly a lot less stressful than watching number go down, right? Like that's a thing. I, I have been hanging out in these like Solana NFT spaces lately, actually Sefi like posted one (laughs) recently. And, uh, can you guys hear me? Am I rugging? Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, yeah. And these people are, they're all like, I want to say they're all like 19 to 22 years old. And, um, they're, uh, I mean, they're funny. They're fun. They're, 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 they're young. They've got a lot of vibrant energy. Um, they're really, most of them are like uneducated. They're not big brains. They know nothing about DeFi or like, money theory like they're not like they're literally into nfts because they're like oh yeah well like we like oh uh, you're saying you're saying that they're basically psychologically healthy well what i'm saying is that like they're my version of lunk now in a lot of ways or like the the luna classic community for me because um i just have fun hanging out with them talking about uh, pictures jpegs and um you know there's there's really no value to like almost all of them. Um, I mean, they have a monetary value, but and they take it seriously. Everybody's all serious and stuff, but uh, I think it's really funny. I do think that they, some of those people do create some culture and I do want to know who they are and at least be connected to them because I do think that culture creators are not to be slept on, even if they start off young uh but no i'm having fun doing that a little smooth brain time you know like i don't want to just talk about 
DeFi and GMX and numbers. Yeah, the, and the art all crowd the and the music crowd are just generally different in that respect. They're just they yeah. have a whole different thing going on. They totally do. They totally do. But it's fun. Um, would recommend hanging out in those spaces. They just shoot. The, they they mostly just bullshit and, and like make fun of each other and stuff. And then, uh, well, yeah. I mean, this this sounds fun, um, but I mean, these board ape spaces. Is, is it not a bit strange with the elephant in the room? Yeah, the elephant in the room is that it's, the number is going down and it's and those board ape spaces are super fucking boring. So that's why I have to resort mm-hmm. to... Well, I mean, there's that. But the biggest, the biggest elephant in the room, which is, you know, the Aryan one, the, uh, the World War II uh, associated one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hang on, hang on, Grover. Let me, let me address this. Give me one second. No, don't address it, please. <laughs> Connect the Wi-Fi. Grover's just trying to trigger you over here. What the hell, man? Yeah, yeah, Grover. What the hell, dude? I thought we moved on from this. Well, I, I just feel like it's never been addressed properly, and you know the accusations are pretty compelling and. I just think uh, a lot of us are all thinking the same thing, which is, you know, what's what's going on with these board apes? Uh, why are they using Nazi ideologies and uh, iconography? Oh my God. How can they keep getting away with this? Grover, no. te- technically speaking, I don't think anyone's thinking about that. That was like a Twitter thing for like six minutes or something. Yeah, yeah dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you're out of control, bro. You're out of pocket. You're about to be out of mind, out of sight, out of mind. And... um I, I just don't even I don't even want to entertain that because it's just so insane to me. It's so ridiculous. It's Wait, are you preparing? Really, it's preposterous. I'm just, I just, I'm just microwaving some oats, and I feel like we're synchronized in our preparing of food yeah. at the same time. Actually, we kind of are. Like, I just got home. Um, I brought groceries home because that's the type of husband I am. I, I'm always putting the food on the on the table, and like literally and uh and like you know from a metaphor standpoint <laughs> but um yeah grover like i think you're really out of pocket dude i think you really are you and coach need to be put <laughs> put into an asylum uh to a rehabilitation center and um <laughs> it, it's it's basically you know it's basically what coach always preaches dude you're, you're projecting what what's inside of you onto board apes and, okay, uh, um, Grover, this, you, you, this are, detention you are a de facto center. Nazi. Right, well, hang on. Uh, this detention center that you want to put yeah, me in, you're... me in, Tundra. Uh, what, 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 who else would be inside okay, that but... detention center? Well, I said, I said rehabilitation center. Right, I mean, you know, however, however you'd like to, I mean, the, the concentration it's camp, safe... you know. <laughs> it's... A... It's a Don't worry, place. Grover. I'm here to, I'm here like to you, throw Grover. you under the bus one way or the other. Don't worry. It's a, Tundra, it's you're, acting a very, uh, you're acting very Coach Bruce-ish right now. It's a very safe place for you, Grover. Um, don't worry. The walls are made of uh, uh, padded material. Um, and they'll take very good care of you. You'll have access to clean food or clean water and, and um, you know, reasonable uh nutritious food and 
And uh, you'll have different hours of the day where you can be outside and, and certain hours that you'll have to be inside. And, and um, but, but it'll be a good place for you to recover from your projections and what the stuff inside of your mind. Um, in terms of who else will be there, uh, I think Coach will definitely be there. Um, he will definitely be like next door to you. You'll have your own room. But, um, no, can, can we share yeah. a cell? Ideally, we share a cell, um, the two it's of us. It's not safe. Be... The, 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 issue, the issue comes because, listen, this rehabilitation center, um, it's, it's full of people that are not, not well mentally, right? So um, each person needs to be kind of kept in his or her own room with uh, no access to, to other people, so. Right, and and this this not being well, this sort of, you know, this state of, uh, you know, are, are we perhaps a certain group of people who have a certain state. faith, uh, or perhaps we're uh, sort of ruining the nation, and if we could just remove these certain groups of people, it would fix uh, the country that, that we're, that we're uh, residing in, perhaps. Okay, I see, I see where you're going here, Grover, and, you know, here's the thing. Dude. Board apes are not Nazi affiliated, okay? They are not, not nothing about them is racist. Uh, n- nothing about its origin is racist. And um, I'm proud to, to be an owner of board ape assets. And uh, I think that it's sad a little bit that, that people are really tricked, honestly, into believing what they see on the internet, believing what they're seeing from like a fucking philly on video um you can pick up like any object around your house and just like go through all the history of it and pick out certain dates and you could be like all right this date is the same date as uh hitler had his first uh breakfast burrito you know what i mean or or just like random shit uh over time and that's pretty much what that philly on video is and the guys who are behind it um, started an NFT project that is the same art as Board Ape Yacht Club. They made millions of dollars off of it. And turns out that those guys, Ryder Rips and, and Polly, they're alt-rights, alt-right people. They're actually, they're actually white supremacists, not like, they're, 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 they're actually racist people that created this whole thing. It's this huge mindfuck. And it's just sad, man. A lot of that shit said now on, on the positive side, um, all of it seems to have really cooled down. Pauly is getting sued by Yuga. And um, yeah, I haven't really heard much in the way of like people calling this shit like racist and stuff like that. I, a lot of that's just kind of like gone away. So anyway. Mm. Whoa. Uh, maybe Dr. Kerry, I, I, I wondered to what you thought based on Tundra's description of the camp that he would like to put us into. Um, what yeah, you? I mean, what who today, I mean, who today remembers the Armenians, right? Like, I'm an Armenian, and it's, are we going to go down the Armenian route now? Hey, I'm just saying. Thank you. It thank always you goes for, back um, to the, the Armenians. Thank you for protecting my people. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Does it always go back to the Armenians with me? You got to tell me that. Thank you. Um, I'll, I will. I will watch that. <laughs> but Tundra, what I'm confused about, and I hear what you're saying, and I'm I have so not been able to follow the story completely. 
My only thing is that when I see board ape yacht club members, a lot of them went to private schools. A lot of them are famous and very intelligent. And they took like theme form and aesthetic value art classes at, you know, Phillips Exeter or whatever. So I'm very confused as to how no one really did. Did you guys like, I don't know, do people like analyze this before they buy? Is there like an explanation of the rarities? Is that does that happen? And like maybe people should be more cognizant of what they buy in the future. What do you mean? Like, like I mean, like, do you, like, like, from an art. Does anyone else know what I mean? From like an art standpoint, like, wouldn't you guys research, like, the founders research what could or could not be construed as racist or sexist oh, or anything? Oh, I, I mean, no. The the traits are supposed to be taken from like uh, what's what's the word? The the traits are taken from like memorable different gar garbs garments from different various points in time in hit throughout history. So we have like the the Vietnam Vietnamese jacket and we have like army jacket and then we have like the punk rock jacket and we have the safari helmet from like when I don't know like the I don't know what what time period the safari helmets from but there's all sorts of like odes to different important like wear from there's a sushi headband from you know it's got i think it's the japan uh flag japanese uh, flag symbol the red circle is on it um the the point is that it's supposed to be a global community right that's why the traits are representative of a global a global community a global representation of apes and and you have like the hat that has the spiky thing on top that's the one people really get triggered about that's that's uh that's like a helmet that was used in in war by um by germans but i don't think it was world war ii it was like pre-world war ii pre-nazis and yeah, it was like um, a world war one thing no that was yeah. prussian that wasn't even german that's like prussian yeah um point is the the uh, the traits are supposed to be global in nature, and aren't aren't intended. Like okay, the Japanese flag, you'd be like, oh, what about the Japanese internment camps, or what about um, the Pearl Harbor bombing? And like every country, there's like horrible things, or even America stuff. Like the I don't know, like the punk rock jacket. Oh, is that a biker gang? Biker gangs were white supremacists. Like every yeah, no, trait, I hear you. All I'm yeah. saying is like for me right now i'm like geez in the future whatever i buy whatever i associate with i want to do a deep dive just not like i'm not going to buy anything you know i just want to make sure there's not a lot of ties to different stuff like that and with the well, people I... and their intelligence who started the nft and community it, it's it kind of boggles my mind well i completely disagree i think like it's not a bad thing that the traits are representative of different moments in time and history and different different like uh people from different backgrounds um you know i don't think it's a bad thing at all i think it's exactly what it was supposed to be which is a global community of apes i have a lot of friends in the club who are from sri lanka from one of the one of the guys i just found out um who i'm like not friends with but acquaintances with who's one of the bigger collectors he's from iraq 
he lives in Iraq. He's Iraq. He's Iraq born. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's really is a global community. People don't, people don't really understand that. I think a lot of Westerners think that all of the apes are held by people like Jimmy Fallon and they're all, you know, in the U S and they're all California. No, not at all. Some of the biggest holders are not American. And that's another thing that Americans like get, get wrong. A lot of times is they think that this hyper woke, um, hyper woke mentality that's baked into our culture is a, is a globally accepted or globally shared like ideological worldview. When in reality, it's not. Um, the rest of the world is not actually like the hyper woke, uh, doesn't see the world through the hyper woke lens that Americans who have the privilege to see the world through that lens, uh, see the world as. So yeah, people who own the, bear, the, the, the apes. So I don't know. It's very privileged group of people. No, but I hear you. Well, well what do you mean? It's a very privileged. Not necessarily. Uh, there's people that think probably so? bought at the very beginning that aren't. Yeah, how, we should do a percentage. Money. We should do a percentage wise and, and think about it, right? Well, I don't. I don't know what you mean by they're a very privileged group of people. Like, what? Why? Because the asset is expensive. Well, I mean, no. I, I mean, I think they get, they had a lot. They were. I mean, not in a negative way. I, I missed that last thing you said. Not in a necessarily negative way. I mean, Alex Ohanian, who I like very much, is another Armenian is um involved in the project and i just yeah i'm just saying like he is very privileged and he started he what started reddit right the president of reddit um like these people are very privileged they a lot of them went to the right schools and and yeah they're a privileged group of people for the most part who are in this community yes did some people get in but yeah they're they're a privileged group of people well now remember so like you, a significant portion of the early nft community was uh, crypto community um, and also kind of like tech space people as well. So like and a lot of this kind of grew up also among like college dorms and things like that. So to to an extent, like, you know, it's not the it's certainly true. Uh, I would say that it's not the absolute poorest people in the world that are buying these things. That's yeah, I mean, which college dorms. Right. And I'm not trying to be yeah. you know, a jerk. I'm just saying I'm just saying these are things to think about. That's all. No. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part three of a multi-part sci-fi space. Be careful what you say. You never know who is listening. Recorded on Sunday, September 11th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funded the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of, uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker 
answering the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's fine if I don't know, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning. I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them. If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited. I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing. It's the season of reason, y'all be ceasing the research. I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork. It's not so much as so little as to do with what everything is. But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves. The future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terrorist spaces.